Let the great experiment begin! Do it! Hello, General Kenobi! Hello, Charles! Too much of a song here. A little bit too much. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna add this. <laughs> okay, that was too much of a rant there. Is it the knack? That's the knack. The knack. How can you write a song that good and never be heard from again? No shit. That's weird, wild, wacky stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's get. Welcome to the Clonecast. Welcome to the Clonecast. Let's get right in there. Uh, we are late. Yes, uh, we are. I don't know if we get it out this evening. Technically not late. Thank you for your patience, by the way. Yeah, we had a bit of a snowstorm, and Adam got, uh, you know, it just would have been a hike. Yeah. Um, well, and tonight wasn't much better either. No, like, it true. took me twice the amount of time to get over here, even though. It hasn't snowed all of today. It was just First yesterday. First big snowstorm of the year always slows people down a bit. Yeah. Even when the roads are getting better. Um, but yeah, so what we do here is uh, we are watching and reviewing that goddamn Rebel show. We were on to season two, episode 16, Homecoming with Cham Sindula, the yes. one and only Cham yes, Sindula. Um, but what we do first is we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes. Then we get right on in there. Right in there. Did we introduce some Tom? I'm Adam. Did we do that by part? The way. I, I can't, can't remember. remember. Anyways, um, yeah, so we got a lot to get to here. Um, Adam's in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get out of it. So Let's get some. The dealership is really taking to the cleaners on you these diagnostics. That shit? It's bullshit. It's uh, yeah. I mean, uh, if it was, I understand gouging the consumer. I understand it. I don't like it, but I can understand it. I can wrap my fucking head around it. What I can't understand <laughs> is two different charges for different diagnostics. Yes, that's fucking bonkers. And the greatest one is the check engine light, which you can literally go to AutoZone and they'll do it for free. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. The only reason I went to a dealership in the first place was just to figure out if my warranty was still like yeah. would cover any of it, which I still don't fucking know. Nobody can give me a straight answer. We got to get in there first. Oh. Well, it's like, okay, well, I'm already concerned about the pricing here. And so maybe I don't want you to get in there. Like, I'd like to know if it's going to be covered or not before I decide to fucking fuck with your dealership. Here. Yeah. Because you're clearly fucking charging me out of the fucking yeah. nose. I right got to make some calls. Is that even a thing? I got to make some oh, calls wait. and see what I can do. You know what we should do? We could do it. We could do it. Adam calls the Better Business Bureau <laughs> should I, segment. Should I use the line I have a following on Twitter? Yeah, and you I can. can. And I can lambast Ford yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. We had a tweet blow up, the Santa Claus tweet. So, I mean, we got a following. That is true. We might get to 1000 uh <laughs> followers. I don't like you could say I have a small but extremely loyal. Dedicated. Yeah. yeah. An extremely loyal fan base. Do you know how many free bidets we yeah. got, those motherfuckers? 
You know what? If this doesn't go good, is it? Are we going to get in trouble if we do like a Yelp bombing campaign? I don't know. A Yelp review bombing campaign for that one Ford dealership. Yeah, that one Ford dealership. <laughs> and we just we just give them a ton of Yelp one star reviews. I'm I know Devin will create idea. at least ten accounts to do this. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. It's like, it's and if like, it doesn't go good, they're on notice. It's like an opposite of what we tried to do for Mr. Zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the opposite. We want to pump Zero up. We want to push down. We're not going to save the dealership yet. They're on notice. Not yet. Maybe next week. Yeah. We'll debut, we'll debut a Yelp review bomb segment, and then we'll also do letters to Santa, so get those in. We did get a lovely we one did. from Heath. Heath, was, Heath um, is a new clone, Castanova. And um, he sent us like an actual letter to Santa. <laughs> Already dedicated. <Yeah. laughs> Already dedicated. It was the most heartfelt it's going to get because after that, it's going to be like an immediate letter about like Anakin's dick or something. <laughs> like, yes. you know. Um, we don't do sincerity very well. No, but we will. If you want to do a sincere one, we will be reading Heath. So maybe other sincere ones if you feel like it. Um, or if you just want to be a shit poster, be a shit poster. But get those letters to Santa in by next Tuesday because. Um, it will be December then. Tis the season. Tis the season. It's time for Letters of Santa. Hey, Adam, check this out. Oh, hold on. Remember this song? Oh, yeah. Yeah, da, da, da. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah, da, da, da. Travel down the road and back again. Yeah, da, da, da. Um, so this is the Andrew Gold version. Goddamn right it is. It's incredible. This I love yeah. Andrew Gold. Andrew Gold rocks. Um, now, do you know why I'm playing it? Uh, from the crazy response we had today, there is that. Thank you for all the shoutouts on like the Spotify Wrapped and like some of you listening to us like literally like half a month worth of actual. Time. It was mind blowing. Yeah, it's great. I cannot believe how some of you are still sane after listening to our ramblings for so long. We appreciate it. <laughs> yes, we appreciate it. Um, but there is that. But then also, uh, we forgot it last week, and it was something that I wanted to bring up. And I forgot about it, and then it struck me today as I was out doing my stuff. Um, so November 22nd, 2005, you care to wager what happened on that day? Oh, is that our anniversary? Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary! Seinfeld Season 5 <laughs> came out on November 22nd, 2005, and I know it was Season 5 because that's the puffy shirt The puffy one. shirt and special I told edition. You, you gotta get the puffy shirt. Yeah. So that's when Adam and I met. So uh, 17 years. Crazy. Weird, wild, wacky stuff. I almost said it to you. I forgot to send it to you, but I was I was at an antique store in Stillwater, and they had that puffy shirt. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Not the D, not part of a, the DVD set. Just the standalone, yeah! like, tiny puffy shirt. I don't know where I put it. And I, like, took a picture of it. I was going to send it to you, but I How forgot about it. How much was it? I don't remember. I got to go pick it up. <laughs> yeah. I got to get the puffy shirt back. You know, I actually have a puffy shirt. <laughs> yeah, I actually do. I do have a puffy shirt. Um, but I also, do love the yeah. fact that our first interaction still is an interaction we would have to this day. Yeah. Because you're like, you're not going for the full out special edition. And I was like, no, nah, what the fuck am I going to do with a puffy shirt? And you're like, oh, you can do anything. <laughs> like, that is a conversation we would have today. That puffy shirt was literally hanging on my bedroom it was. wall yeah. for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I have, but yeah, I have an actual puffy shirt. I should wear that sometime. I ordered it on eBay. You can swing on a chandelier. Oh, yeah. You can do it all with it. Um, but yeah, so that's that. But yes, definitely a shout out to the Clone Casanovas as well. Um, 
They came out hard on their Spotify rap for the second year in a row. Really crazy. According to Spotify, our numbers are like way up from what they were like doubled in the last year. Yeah. So my thought is if we get double for like another 20 years, we might start making some money off this bad boy. We're on the we're on the quick track, <laughs> yeah. baby. We're on the fast track to glory with that. But um, <laughs> yeah, so happy Friendship Day to all the clone cast. It was the Spotify rap Friendship Day. Um, and happy anniversary to Adam and Tom. 17 Aww. years of friendship. Oh, we were just kids. That's crazy. 17 years. That is crazy. That's gross. What's your oldest friend? That like, you're still like friends? Still like have contact with? John Clark. And when did you meet him? Freshman year of high school. Okay. I yeah. still. Well, I st- well, I don't know. There might. I don't. Contact with? Yeah, him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's the oldest. I mean, there's probably some high school friends that I also went to grade school with before I met him, but I don't really stay in contact with there them. There is a group of guys that I get to, I still get together with every once in a while. I, I still consider them like close friends. Yeah. And I've known them since fifth grade. Damn. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's a pretty good run. That's a solid run. Yeah. We got to get boxing on this. Gotta, I know. We got to go. No. I did send box to text the other day. No response. Damn. But, it was, we were, uh, setting... I think we're going to have to do a wellness check. <laughs> we really do. We literally, uh, what we should do is we should go visit Box, and then we'll go visit Tom Knorr at the oh, Arby's. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. We did get Maddie on the pod, so now we got to get Box on the pod. Yeah. Maddie should really come with to the Arby's. Yes, he should. He should. Um, let's get this out of the way really quick, because, I don't know, we fucking set a precedent with it last week. and God. I'm going to fast forward this, too. Not- World Cup! The World Cup check-in. The World, World Cup! Cup. Let's get it out of the way real quick. Um, so, World did you Cup. watch any of the U.S. and Iran game? No, I didn't. We won. I did see that. And advanced to the knockout stage. Um, so. And that was your World Cup check-in. That's your World Cup check-in. <laughs> you know, we have international listeners, and it's probably a big yeah. deal might as well just give a brief update here. How many people are on a professional soccer team? I think there's nine people on the pitch. Okay, so they, they're making room in Iran's but, square for nine ropes to be hung up oh no. for that game. <laughs> Is that what's going to happen? I feel bad for them, man. I know. I felt horrible so for if them. So what he's referencing is they didn't sing their national anthem, which is apparently like that's how you respect the flag in Iran, yes. I guess. Um, so in protest with all, you know, like the people... There's been a lot of protests in Iran yes. late, but they're also like then you hear stories about like people being put to death just for protesting. Well, and, and I guess Iran was really pissed off because apparently we or the U.S. soccer team shared a photo of the Iranian flag without the like Muslim symbol in the middle or something like that or the Islamic symbol in the middle. Like it was photoshopped out of it. Yeah, it was just like it was basically like the pre-revolution flag or okay. something. I I think and they were like really pissed off really about that yeah well yeah i do i don't know but um it's yeah I, and I, i'm happy like i'm actually legitimately happy to see like the protests that are going on in yeah. iran yeah it's kind of a big deal that they didn't do that too but i do worry for them when they go back to iran now yes like because i you hear reports of like literal like people just being killed for protesting like executed yes. it's did you see the not good there was a, a there was a, a clip that went like viral or a, a TikTok that was like a super cut of a bunch of like young Iranian people going around and like knocking the headdresses off of like old Iranian clerics. <laughs> it's the it's the best fucking video. That's wild. <laughs> yes. That is wild. Yeah. 
Young well, people are awesome. Yeah, they are. Um, no, I run. They've. It's been like a 10, 15 year thing now where it's like the younger people there have been like they're fucking pushing for more yeah. and more like progressive values. And, it's, you know, um, time will come for all those old fucks that I are wish running they'd the get show. It figured out. I would love to go there. Like, yeah. I've, I have heard Tehran is gorgeous. Yeah, it's a huge city and it's like surrounded by mountains. No, yeah, it's a beautiful area. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I'm assuming some change will come eventually there. It's just, I, you know, is it going to be in the next year? Probably not. <laughs> it would probably help if we stop murdering their military commanders <laughs> from the sky while they're yeah, at Yeah, what airports. the fuck was up with that? <laughs> that was, why? For no fucking reason. Now, he had left, like, Iran, and he was visiting, like, Afghanistan, right? I think it was Iraq. It was Iraq? I think it was Iraq, And yeah. so we, we uh, well, our military took it upon themselves to just ice the guy. Yeah. And that was not he was a very popular military leader yeah. apparently in the country and Yeah, we sent one of those Raytheon knife missiles oh, right yeah. into his car. Yeah. I think that missile was what, like fifteen million for one? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. I dude. don't need insulin. It's yeah. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when Trump dropped like that was Trump's administration. Remember when Trump's administration dropped that Moas or what Mo- Moab, the mother of all bombs? Yeah. Or it was like that. It was like the uh, tunnel stopper. And they're like, yeah, one of these costs like $75 million. And all of us are like, cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> now, I know student loan forgiveness would be more than $75 million, <laughs> considerably more. But just consider. In the grand scheme of yeah, things. In the grand scheme of things. Um, so, yeah, if you don't have a problem with a $75 million bomb getting dropped on some tunnels in Afghanistan, um, I don't know why you're complaining about student loan forgiveness. Yeah. Which is gone, by the way, right now. As of now, we're not getting that. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, the World Cup check-in. Um, let's just keep hammering these things out. We got... Go, go, go. Should we just keep going? Yeah. Should we go? All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> The Clonecast, Clonecast, a Nova tweet of the week. Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right, tweet of the week. What is this? You're as cold as I. <laughs> You're willing to sacrifice. Yeah. Rectifying a long-forgotten wrong. Um, one of the weeks we didn't do it back in September. We didn't do Tweet of the Week this week, and Zach had an absolute banger. And he tagged me in it again. Uh, apparently, people are going nuts. They all want Tweet of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> so I came across this screenshot of, like, a tweet, and it was about – it was a picture of Johnny Depp, right, after everything. And, you know, and, like, this person – Put, I can't stop looking at him. I mean, the pure glow he's got, the sparkle in his eyes. My heart is happy to see him happy. He deserves it so much. Love him with all my, at my heart and soul. And then it's like, praise whatever hands or whatever. And it's a Johnny Depp. And it's just a horrible picture. Johnny Depp, I, I can't believe some women actually find him attractive. He is a critter. He's okay? a goblin at <laughs> yeah, this point. <laughs> but anyways, so the, the picture's hilarious. It's like. This is what fucking freedom looks like. This is what pure like it, it is. A, it's it's, it's yeah. a like it's a reflection of the times that we are currently living in that when all of that trial was going on, 
you couldn't think both of them were a piece of shit. You yeah, needed to like pick your side yeah. and the other one was evil and the one that you're on the same side with, they're like yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, it's the whole thing. Fucking stupid. Like they both can't like if you They're just, both pieces they're of shit. They're both horrible pieces of shit. <laughs> yes. Neither of which deserve to be but, treated horribly. So but they both are awful. <laughs> but I, I posted it and I just said normal people saying normal things, right? Because it's not normal. It's no. insane. <laughs> but Zach replied to it, and he went full copy paste on it. And so he just <laughs> write, I can't stop looking at him. I mean, the pure glow he's got, the sparkle in his eyes, it gets better. My heart is happy to see him happy. He deserves it so, so much. I love him with all at my heart and soul. And then it's like the the heart, 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 whatever. And he, the, do you want to wager what picture he used? Oh, I, I've seen the okay. tweet. I, I'm ecstatic about it. <laughs> he put in Aqualush Bull. <laughs> Probably the best screenshot you could ever pull of Aqualush Bull, too. Aqualush Bull is in the Imperial Transport. It looks like he's covering his dick up because he's got... <laughs> he does. <laughs> so I am giving cold to Zach. Now, this is a long... This is a tweet I had bookmarked and forgot about because we didn't do it that week. And this, I'm I'm announcing, this is the tweet of the year. The tweet of the millennium. Yes. This is the first ever Clonecast wrapped 2022 tweet of the year. That might be Zach. That might be my favorite moment of this entire pod, podcast is when Aqualush I coined Aqualush Bowl. Great. And pointed him out. It's just Great, the man. joy he's brought to all of us. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> It's like the inside joke that keeps giving. If you listen to this show and you know what Aqualush Bull is, you're in an exclusive club. A growing club, by the way, after we took mm-hmm. a look at our Spotify rap numbers. But um, so I'm giving that tweet of the year. Congratulations, Cold as Act tweet of the year. Um, I'll just get a couple other ones here um, and we'll pick one for the week. Uh, I love space jizz. That's it. <laughs> yeah. There you Hashtag go. Andor. <laughs> okay. Um, then we also have yeah, people fucked in it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's a good show. Uh, fuck, I threw away my positive COVID test from ages ago, and now I don't have anything to ward away unwanted guests. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, the Thanksgiving version of laying in your bed longing for the sweet release of death. <laughs> um, Anakin Skywalker is the only incel who ever fucked. Good point. I like that. That's yeah. Good point. Um, and then, so I mentioned Diamond from Diamond and Silk apparently has COVID. Yep. And then, like, f- November 26th, they tweeted, anyone who believes in the power of prayer, please pray for Diamond. And this person, quote, tweeted, I prayed, then a big booming voice from the sky said, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who do you want to give Tweet of the Week to? Uh, let's go Thanksgiving and praying for death. Uh, that would be Garrick. Yeah. <laughs> Garrick. Um, shout out to Garrick. Multiple of those are Garrick. Uh Papa Murph, Elon Murph was the space jizz, and Sam Porg, last week's champion, was the Anakin Skywalker, the only incel who ever fucked. Um, so, uh, Garrick takes the week, but Zach takes the year. They're all winners. Oh, they're all winners. But keep them coming. Keep them coming. You got to tag me in them sometimes. And if you think one's a real ripper, tag me in it. Because, you know, Twitter, you know, I don't, I don't know what the lifespan of a tweet is on yeah. my feed. You know, so if, if you put something good also, up to where I, I was would, going, I might not see it. Also, I'd love to uh, see some tweets that have the ta- hashtag that I was trying to get going last week, see Tom Fly. I think I, so. think, I, think I dropped two fuck yous to <laughs> listeners in last week, and I seem to have warded them off for the time being. I do really want to go skydiving yeah. with you. Now, we did have, that's great. Now, we did have a tweet take off. 
Remember, hashtag CTOMFly. Let's get those in there. This is not a democracy. <laughs> this is not a democracy. I believe in democracy on a on a you know like a real world level. Yeah. But in the in the in the in the clone on cast the universe level? in the clone cast universe, uh, this is an autocracy. <laughs> <laughs> Bow. <laughs> um but no, what was I gonna say? I forgot what I was gonna fucking say. Oh yeah, we had a, I had that one tweet take off yesterday. I was excited. The Santa one? Yeah, but I had to mute it. It was just like shut up. It was just really low effort. The guy in Andor, one of the drummers, looks like Santa. Yeah. And I was like, why is nobody talking about Santa? Um, so that was cool. That's that. Really right. great show. It was a great show. We gotta we have to make time for Mo to come I know, on. I know. I was gonna text you about that earlier. Bit. Mo listened to us for the equivalent <laughs> of like twelve days last it's, year. It's crazy. She went through every episode. I cannot imagine doing that. Like Devin posted and I was like, holy shit, that's like seven days. That's the and one then that I Mo thought came was in hard with twelve and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And this is only for the people on Spotify. Like Zach, Cold Zach was like, I don't know what mine must be, but it's got to well, be because he uses Apple. In I've yeah, that's the problem I have is I use I use the Apple app to listen to podcasts. For podcasts yeah, and it's fucking horrible. It's the it worst. App. And like our episode art doesn't load in over there, no. but in Spotify, every time it does. Um, yeah, Apple Podcast sucks, but I've been using it since I started listening to podcasts. Me too. And so I'm just kind of like, I keep going back to it. I have to, like, make a switch. Yeah. I it's awful. It, it is an awful, awful app. Yeah. Did you see Elon's trying to take on Apple, though? Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> what was the what was the genesis of that feud, though? It was something about the App Store or something. I think, like, a, you know, what they were requesting. And then also, I think they were giving them shit because they're like, yeah, we'll take this off the Apple Store if you want to let Nazis say whatever they want. Yeah. You know? And he's that, you know. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah, don't. Maybe just... Maybe not reinstate their accounts. Yeah, might be a good idea. Um, but I think it was something like that. I don't really know what it was, but I just know he was like trying to like fucking jab uh, Tim Cook or whatever, you know, and stuff on Twitter. Yeah. It's like, dude, Apple will eat you alive. <laughs> like all your little fucking Tesla company. That's cute. I'm glad you got your nice little cars. You got your fandom. Dude, Apple. No, nobody's going to be like, oh, fuck Apple. I'm done with Apple. Apple owns your ass dude he's, elon seems to be doing some some new creative stuff over there yeah did you see he's reinstating the blue check mark oh my god or like the original version <laughs> oh they're just getting rid of this whole experiment yeah are they gonna refund everybody's eight dollars elon is the perfect example of like the dunning kruger effect we're all watching it in real time yeah. of like no this is easy watch this and then oh no i think there is more to this than yeah. i actually thought did you see? And then he was like, well, I'll just maybe we'll create a Tesla phone. And it's like, right. remember that Samsung that used to blow up in people's. Yeah, <laughs> that's you what couldn't fly yeah. with it. Yeah, you're playing hot potato with your Tesla phone here. Like, dude, he can't beat Apple. I'm sorry. He can't. No, Apple is like like I don't I don't know what Apple's trading for on the market versus what Tesla's trading for. All that aside, like Apple, Apple is just like the dominant media company. You know, like you can't. They they they've they've lapped Sony. They've lapped everybody. Tesla is nothing compared to Apple. Yeah. So, um, where were we? Okay, yeah. So that was that. Uh, should we go on to the next thing? Yeah. Keep it rolling. Along. Crikey, mate! It's a letter from Zet Down Under. I'm Hugh Jackman. I'm Hugh Jackman. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Zet checked in Zet Yukasa. I wonder his, I don't know what his hours are. I think I'd be pretty strong. Uh, good day, boys. He says good day. 
I this is very nice. This is like uh, send stuff like this over. If you don't got you don't gotta like uh, you know send anything crazy over anything. When we say we want emails, we just love hearing from it. We truly yeah. love listen. We love hearing from all clone. Oh yeah. Novas. Um. And so Zed, I mean, just reached out and says, uh, "Can I get a shout out for my fellow clone cast novas at Rishi Station?" Uh, Papa Heavy, Glitter Kitty, Mama Gorgs, Chef Murph, the one and only Garrick, Count Ashla, Darth Maymay, the official cosplayer of the pod, I announced. Yes! Um, Zinnizen and Zactimus Prime. They're all nerds like you two, and I love you all. Cheers, Zet. That's it! But that's Good great! Up. I love it. It's great. Yeah. We'll gladly read something it is, like that. It, on it, it is, like, it's perfect today that all of this spotify stuff happened yeah. because i was in such a shit mood and yeah. it actually was the one thing that like helped me feel better there you go did you see that um that i, I tagged you in uh i think it was i can't remember who's fuck who's was it kenobi babe yeah kenobi yeah. babe yeah and, like, yeah we were number one and then like i just looked at number two is behind the bastards yes! i think and i was yes! just like oh adam's gonna love this the podcast yeah. that i've actively tried to get people to listen to over hours. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's flirting with it, but Kenobi Babe is all over us before that. Yeah. So shout out to Kenobi Babe. Um, we also got another one from Down Under, Rochester, which is south of the metro. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Andrew, the client. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you remember. Now, th- if you remember Andy, uh, Adam's dad is down in Rochester, and I don't. He was doing some work. Your dad was doing some work for yes. him and told him about our podcast. Yep. Um, so he said, he saw, I, I, I believe if memory serves, uh, Andy had like some Star Wars posters or something. Yeah. Dad's like, you like Star Wars? <laughs> My kid's got a podcast. Very proud. <laughs> yes. He's very proud. <laughs> we played the voicemail. Yeah. My dad is very proud, too. I just won't let him listen to any of it. <laughs> um, so he says, guys, listening to episode 160, talking about Ezra and stabbing his lightsaber into the blast door. He's melting the metal so they bond together and can't be pried open. That's all. Love you guys. Andy, the client. I love that. <laughs> I love that he refers to himself as the client. That's so good. Really he is. is the client, he too. Like, yep. Okay. Um, I don't remember. I vaguely remember this. I think Ezra did something weird with the door or something. Well, or... it's anytime a Jedi, like, goes yeah. through a door. It happens in this episode, too, where they, like, cut a circle and then, like, force push yeah. the door and out. Spoiler alert, a perfect circle. <laughs> this circle was, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I don't. I think he did it weirdly, and we're kind of like, what the fuck was that? He did something weird, I guess. I can vaguely remember, but thank you, Andy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember exactly You didn't have to say much more. Just yeah. point out weird That's shit. great, too. We like getting little shit like this. Call us out on something that we said around. Just like a little, like, hey, by the way, this is what this was. We love little shit like that. That's what, like, other podcasts, you know, they get stuff like that. Send more of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you want to write a letter, we fucking love the letters. But if you just want to say, like, hey, you guys are fucking idiots, <laughs> you know, there we'll you go. Take it. Hashtag, let's see Tom fly, bro. What is it? Hashtag, see Tom fly. Yeah, and then you can get a reply directly back from me. Fuck you. So... <laughs> So, yeah, that was uh, two down on us. Um, I did see a video the other day of a a guy doing skydiving without a parachute. Nice. He jumped out of the plane. Did he have one of those web things? No, no, no. He jumped out of the plane with no shirt on, just like completely nothing, but with other people. And then in midair, they like put a parachute on him and he like pulled it and floated down. But imagine how free you are falling to the surface of the earth with no parachute on you. That's got to be, that's got to be. I'm convinced you just want to get pancaked by like a semi truck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm convinced. That's got to be something. Um, Dude, you know what we haven't done in a very, very, 
very long time. Let's hear it. Oh, I'm excited. It's been a while. You ready for it? The Sacred Jedi Tech. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Read them, have you? Now, if you are new to the show, we haven't done this in a while. This is where I talk about a book that I read. Um, So basically what I do is I'm going through like every Star Wars novel. I've been hammering them out. Um, So this is Tom's Book Corner. And this is where I talk about it. Now, this book, super fucking um, super rebel centric. And it's going to tie in, I think, with season three really strong. So I'm going to read the next two in this trilogy. But I read Thrawn by Timothy Zahn. Yeah. And it introduced Arinda Price um, and also Eli Vento um, and Thrawn, obviously. I know Thrawn, like I read the Ascendancy books and I've read some of Heir to the Empire, uh, which the Thorian historian, we're going to do, a, Adam hasn't read Oh, yeah, that's right. That was over a year ago. <laughs> Adam doesn't read. Um, so, yeah, like I, I had known Thrawn from that, but now Thrawn is marooned by the Chiss Ascendancy and he is found by the Empire. It's all a plan thing. But um, so I got to learn about these characters and I am looking forward to season three. Like I, I, I've already liked Thrawn a lot. He's very meticulous the way he studies his enemy and stuff. He's very Sun Tzu, Art of War. Let's remember um, this will make you laugh. Remember that meathead when I was <laughs> yeah when I was at Half Price Books yeah. and that meathead just had like a stack of books and on top the top one was Sun Tzu Art of War. <laughs> I guarantee that guy was in yeah. sales. Oh, absolutely. Then he went home, read that, and then he went straight to City Hall to vote for Trump. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sun Tzu Art of War. That's what Trump. Rem- uh, not. That's what Thrawn reminds me. He's very Sun Tzu yeah. in the Star Wars universe. Um, but. Dude, Arinda Price, man, just watching the de- reading through the development of her, how she went from like this low level senator's aide and then like down even lower after getting canned from that. And then her rise and just like the like I'm very interested to see what she's going to be like in Rebels. Yeah, um, it's just it. And like, God, you, you it's crazy when you read like these, you know, the the um the origin stories for a lot of these bad guys because you're like, they seem so normal right away. And then when they do that first fucked up thing, or they say that first, like really fucked up thing, like she had a line, I don't know, a few chapters in where she just said something about like, um, being back on Lethal for her was just awful because of the common people after being on course on and stuff. She looked down on them and like complete yeah. disdain. And this is like a kid whose parents ran a mining industry on Lethal. And so, like, these are her people, and now she just looks down at me. You're like, what the fuck was that? And sure enough, like, you know, chapters later, she's shooting somebody in the chest. Yep. You know? So well, it's the same thing as, really cool. like, I, I can't remember what book it is, but there, are, when, you, when you go into, like, Dooku's backstory, he seems like a very cool guy. Jedi lost. And then you get into points where he, like, looks down on other species and, like, like actually yeah. understands slavery and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting watching the arcs. And, like... Even Thrawn, he's so interesting. And I'm kind of curious in the next couple of books what we see from him. And the perspective I'll have on all these characters going into season three is going to be really unique. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be cool for the show. Maybe I'll actually take things seriously enough to say dick jokes all the time, you know? Yeah. Maybe we'll become a very serious podcast in season three. Let's not get crazy. I know. I hate those guys. But I, I think all three of those characters I really find interesting. And I think season three is going to be fucking awesome. I can't wait because I do think... 
I think I've watched through Rebels season one and two multiple times. Mm-hmm. But after season three, that's when I was started watching it in like real time. Yeah. And after season three, I like didn't watch until all of them were done and I watched them through once. Yeah. So it'll be my second time going through them. And nice. I don't remember a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And like Thrawn is such an, uh, I mean, he's a bad guy, but it's just, I don't, he's interesting. I mean, he just, you know, there's so much gray area with some of these characters. It's not so much like Palpatine where it's just like straight up. I'm an evil piece of shit, you know? Yeah. You know, they're, I just appreciate the fact that, like, Timothy Zahn wrote such a strong character. That they introduced him into That the they made canon. a point yeah. to be like, no, we need to bring him in and, like, make yeah. him an official part of the canon. And i also be interested because, you know, having watched through all of The Mandalorian, when Ahsoka shows up and she fights, I forget the, the former Imperial's name. Yes, that's I running forget that her town, name, too. And yeah. then, like, she's like, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? And it's like, holy shit. Like, yep. what happens in season three that led to that? So a lot of the stuff that I have not had any reference for is going to come together soon. So that's cool. But highlight of the book. Now, we have a polycule. <laughs> I'm going to try to hammer through these really quick here. It's been a while. But we have uh, the Duchess. Duchess. Oh, man. The good old Duchess. The original polycule member uh, inducted uh, with... I don't And then lovely Tekla came into her life. Tekla was a treat. She, but she, she burned so brightly and then she faded so she quickly. Short-lived. Yeah. But she, she was make a, a point to say animated Tekla. Animated Tekla, yeah. We don't deal with the Attack of the Clones Tekla. No. That's technically Tekla, but true tech. True tech. Clone Wars Tekla. Um, and then, of course, we had Mortis Daughter carrying me around. Carry me, Mortis Daughter. Carry me to the Burger King drive through the McDonald's drive through and a baby Bjorn. So that's that. Um, and then the High Republic came around, and I really fell for that lovely blonde Jedi. It's been a while since I cycled through all of these. It's been a while. <laughs> and then I induct I lost the Duchess. I lost her. And so what did I do? Well, I just it's all in the family, baby. Bo-Katan. But she hasn't really shown up at all since I inducted her. It's just been nothing. Um, and then we got to Rebels and... Skyrockets in flight. That's not going to be the last time you hear that clip tonight because <laughs> this was something this episode. But who shows up when Arinda Price finagles her way into the governorship of Lethal? Who shows up but one of Ryder Azadi's former assistants <laughs> and now an imperial minister, the highest remaining imperial minister, Maketh Tua. Now, we lost Maketh, and I was waiting for her to pop back up one more time as a re-rendered computer image. But she got to me before then in this book. Maketh Tua, also known as... Conch Gal. Yeah. And they also... Timothy Zahn describes her conical hat. 
<laughs> but yeah, she's in there and she's very scared of Arinda Price. Like she was one of Ryder Azadi's assistants, right? Um, and that, but it just kind of goes through her greeting Price and all this stuff, and like Price is off world for various reasons. Well, there was that one episode where she was like very uncomfortable when she was trying to like host a parade. Yeah, and they were like, no, you know, you need to like actually like crack skulls. Yeah, she was like, what? Yeah, she was not cut out for the imperial life. No. She she was far too beautiful of a soul. So I am going to induct the latest Polycule member, Maketh Tua, um, posthumously um, inducting her. Now, uh, we lost uh, George Harrison in 2002, and the anniversary of that was yesterday. Lung cancer. Lung cancer. Um, so we lost George back then, and I love George Harrison. Adam loves George My Harrison. My favorite Beatle. So I thought this would be a great song for Maketh Tua. Should we take a listen? Yeah. If not for you. <laughs> this is cooking. That's a Bob Dylan cover. Yes, it is. Oh, let it cook. Here we go, here we go, here we go. If not for you, babe, I couldn't even find the door. I couldn't even see the floor. Alright. I'd be sad. Great song. That is If Not For You. And so if not for Maketh Tua, the polycule would have remained stagnant. We haven't really been talking much polycule, but Maketh Tua brought it back to life. of glory. God bless her. She's one of my favorite characters so far of Rebels. She's got the conch. She is a minx. Did you ever see Harrison and Dylan doing that together? Yeah. Concert the, for Bangladesh, yeah, the, I believe. The special features. Yeah. And I used to, one of the albums, or I had a poster where they're like looking at each yeah. other right in the and eye. Yeah. It's when they're doing that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the uh, Whatchamacallits came out today. The Spotify wrapped. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top 10. Yeah, we're doing a top 10 one. All right. I literally had like a visceral reaction to that. I haven't heard Dave saying that in so long. It's great. Like I had an ASMR like tingles on the back of my oh, neck. Oh yeah, anytime I hear. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top 10. Fuck, I missed that show. Yeah. Um so top 10 list. So what the top 10 list is um I took a look at my Spotify wrapped. <laughs> yeah. And um they have the playlist of your top 100 most played songs. And I have the single most cursed playlist of all time. <laughs> so these are the top 10 most cringy songs on Tom's top 100 songs of the year. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So this first one might be, I, I so don't wait, know. Wait, wait. Just so we're clear. These aren't your top 10 officially. These are the top cringiest. The, or... I found these to be the most cringe in there. So these could be like in the top 20. Or... Oh, they could be. Yeah. I think the highest one I had was like. Or okay something. these are just um, the cringiest songs yeah in your top 100 yeah um so the first one uh i heard on tiktok i think three of these i heard on tiktok yep and it kind of happened there was a video of like a math teacher that dressed up in like full native american garb oh, remember that yeah and the song under it was like i don't know what she was doing she was trying to explain something i whatever but they had a song under it and it's called i'm an indian too 
and it's by Don Armando's Second Avenue Roomba Band. Um, so this song's very catchy. I think it might be racist. I don't know, but let's take a listen. This is my number ten most cringe song on my list. That beat. Heard this? No. <laughs> it does sound like a song you'd be into. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> I'll wear Okay, so that's I'm an Indian too by Don Armando's Second Avenue Roomba Band. Adam, your thoughts? <laughs> Well, maybe if she was a math teacher, she was trying to explain the concept of 56 million, <laughs> as in the 56 million Native Americans that Europeans killed in their colonization All right. of the Americas. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was a Native American singer. Yeah. I don't know. It's from the 70s. I don't have good faith that it is. But it's very catchy. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's very catchy. Yeah. So I must have, like, I forgot that I ever even listened to that song. I must have listened to it 50 times in a day, and it ended up on my fucking list. And that's what happens on my fucking list. Um, so here's our next one. We've actually played this one on the podcast before. It's the Kowtow song. That song that I could <laughs> Also, I heard this on TikTok. Yeah. So, yeah, Kowtow song is my number nine most uh, cringy. Um, now the next one, I have Star Wars reading vibes playlist and it completely skews my stats on Spotify, yep. like rap, but this one somehow got added in from the enhanced where it enhances and it adds things to things you like. And by the time this comes on, I'm so zoned into the book that I always forget to remove it from the playlist. It sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks. It's, um, like I was a spectator by Brian Eno and all it is, is just noise. Take a listen. <laughs> so I always forget to remove this from my Star Wars reading vibes playlist and I listen to I read a lot so I'm running that playlist a lot it is like the genre of music that every once in a while you'll run into those testimonials from like John and Yoko when they record like yeah. revolution number nine and they're like this is the future of music yeah this is what we're all going to be listening to it's like, no, you're just extremely high. Yeah. You do not understand <laughs> the concept right now. But the thing is, it sucks. That ended up on my top 100 songs of the year. <laughs> that crap. Uh, our next one is another fucking TikTok song from a show that I have not watched, and I don't think I will. Chrissy, wake up! Oh! Very catchy! Oh! Chrissy, wake up! Hey, God, it's so good. It's very catchy. Okay, so that's Chrissy Wake Up by the Gregory Brothers. Now, they're the Songify This guys, and they did the corn one, too. It's the corn one and the Double Rainbow song. Yeah, they also did, like, the Charlie Sheen winning from a yep. long time. They have so many good songs. Yeah. They're very fun. Yeah, yeah for, like, just creating weird versions of, like, viral shit. Yeah. Like, they are extremely good. Now, this next one, I'm going to hit it, and you're going to be like, this is not cringe at all. This is fucking great. And I agree. Until... We find out why it's cringe. So that's our uh, number six. Here we go. Let's just take a listen. Oh, yeah. It's a good riff. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. 
karaoke version. <laughs> the karaoke version of Style by Taylor Swift was in my top 100 songs of the year. Yep. What probably happened, I probably got high or something, and I just loved it for an afternoon. Yeah. It's absurd. It's good to play in the background. Yeah, I guess, but it's just like, this is what I... This is why I don't look forward to Spotify rap, because it's always this shit. That is a sick guitar riff. You know what my number one most played artist was? City of the Sun. <laughs> Do you know why City of the Sun was my number one most played artist? Because my Star Wars Reading Vibes playlist, the first song is a uh, young folks cover by them, just an instrumental. And so whenever I start reading, it's the first song I yeah. listen to. And it's my number one song of the year, and they made how it their number one artist. played it? Too many. Yeah. I, just... Anyways, I read a lot of books. Um, okay, the next one, <laughs> I I love this podcast called Your Kickstarter Sucks. I love it. And who's they, the host of that? Jesse Farrar uh, and uh, what Mike? Yeah, <laughs> Mike Hale, um, Dog Boner on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show. But Jesse also streams on the Go Off Kings with like Stephen Heck and a few other people. Um, and they, they came across this guy, Frank D'Angelo, who's like this Canadian shitty actor, shitty director, and he started making music as well. And like on their go-off thing streams, like he's like one of like their main bits. So uh, this is a song called I Wonder by Frank D'Angelo. Someday I'll be a better person. I know that I can be. What's not my top 100 play songs here? To find me. such a disappointing day for me because this is like but then i think about it, I was like maybe this just is who i am yeah of course but like I, I i i have favorite bands i have favorite songs but then like half my playlist is this shit anyways um the next one i put on pantsuit when i listen to it <laughs> i i had um, a two-day span and like the number one song is going to be from that span uh, but I had a two-day span where I had, like, this is my positive playlist, and I'm going to turn it around. I think it was in really bad shape. I'm still not in great shape, but we can do Fitness Corner next week and do updates on that. But anyways, um, this was one of the two songs on the positive playlist that I played over and over again. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Yeah. It is a good one. It's very catchy. It's very catchy. That's a fight song by Rachel Patton. <laughs> now, just think about me. Depressed, walking around with a dog, listening to that on repeat. <laughs> and then being like, I'm getting in shape today. And then 20 minutes later, I'm going to Holiday to buy two, like, share size bags of peanut butter M&M's. So that's that one. Now, did this the, next did one. The, did the Mayor Pete song make it into your top 100? I don't think so. Oh, I don't think that's so. That's a shame. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That song sucks. Who's it? Panic at the Disco? Is yeah. that who does That's that? That's the High Hopes. Yeah. yeah. The Mayor Pete song. I did get obsessed with that for like a half day <laughs> yeah. again. <laughs> that, it might be a good time to get obsessed with the Mayor Pete dance again because he's probably going to be the next president. Who knows? <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if he's the nominee. Um, okay. The next one. This is the fourth year in a row it has ended up on my Spotify wrapped. It's a fucking song from Five Nights at Freddy's, the video game. And I heard this song on TikTok, this clip, and I got obsessed with it. And I like when it comes on in my library, I will listen to it 20 times. 
So it made it once again for the fourth fucking year in a row. This is Join Us for a Bite by JT Music featuring Andrea Storm Caden. You might look at me and think you're going crazy. Is this on Spotify? No. It's not bad. It's very catchy. Now it's a Five Night at Freddy's thing. Like they, the company that makes the video game Five Night at Freddy's, had that. Okay, so we got two left. Um, this next one, I think I've sent it to you before, and I wanted to incorporate it in the podcast at some point. But anyways, I first heard this song on a Simpsons episode where they're watching the Super Bowl from Minneapolis, by the way. Oh. And the halftime show comes on and Homer's like, oh, this sucks. And it was it was making fun of like uh, one of those like hooray for people or something. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. hooray for people. I think yep. is what they called it. And that was I think that was the last Super Bowl where the halftime show was so bad. Yeah. That it the next year they brought in Michael Jackson. Yes, because and it that was completely yeah. changed. It was like some like ice figure dis ice uh, figure it was, dancing it was or something up for people. Yeah, that was the up name for of people. Up for people. And so, anyways, this up for people knockoff that Homer was watching on the Super Bowl halftime show hummed this song, and I was like, "That is catchy as fuck," and I could never find it until years later. And now I go through random kicks of this song, and this is um, Get Dancing by Disco Tex and the Sexolets. Uh, he has, like, uh, orgasms during the song. Hey, baby. Very good. It's not that. It's very good. <laughs> It's very catchy. It's very good. So that is Get Dancing by Discotex and the Sexolettes. All right, so down to number one. Um, do you care to wager what it is? Number one cringiest song. This is my other positive song. In your top 100. In the top 100. Have I shared this song with you? We have shared thoughts on this song. Okay. Is it Stony End by Barbara Streisand? No, Sands? that wouldn't be cringe. Oh. That was on there, but it's not cringe. Oh, that's true. Okay. These are only cringe. I lied. <laughs> it's the Mayor <laughs> Peace song. High Hope by Panic at the Disco. My other positive song. <laughs> I gotta say this. It's catchy as hell. It's I'm just sorry. those two on a loop whenever you're working out. Yeah. For like three <laughs> days. I mean, it's gone now. It's gone now. But yeah, for like three days, I listened to both those songs back to back. I was like, yeah, I'm turning it around. Now, fuck it. I blame Garrick because Garrick sent me the Mayor Pete dance, I think. Yeah. And then I got obsessed with the Mayor Pete dance again. <laughs> It like I'm I on like a three year Mayor Pete dance cycle. I was every three years I get obsessed. I forget where we were driving. I was driving someplace with Bree, and that song came on <laughs> Sirius XM, 
And I started laughing hysterically. <laughs> and Brie was like, what are you laughing at? Because it's just like an innocuous, like just boring, like it's adult contemporary song. top 40 adult contemporary pop song. But I started laughing and I like couldn't stop. And she was like, what are you laughing at? And then I tried explaining it yeah. to her. And she was like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> and why you think this is so funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> but I'll say this. It's Play catchy. it again. It's Play it again. <laughs> All right. All right. Hold on. I got to find it. There's nothing like seeing some like 44 year old Iowa moms just doing this like dance. Yeah. You know, I got the baby stroller. And there's, yeah. It's so good. Yep. It's great. Well, we got that to look forward to in two years. So, yeah, all of these songs were on my top 100 songs played of the year. Okay. Yeah. Now, you were going to start downloading like 10 songs. Well, I, like, thought, I get then. I thought you were playing your top 10 number one songs oh, of yeah, the year. No. I misinterpreted yeah. that thing. No, but no. I'll let you. Okay. I'll just read off quickly my top five artists okay. of the year. I can predict. Yeah. That's what I'm going to ask Yellow. you. Number one. Who is number one? I'm going to say the Or wait, should I go backwards? Or let's do this. Do five. Five, four, three, two, one. Five. Okay. So number five. My number fifth listen to artist. I'm going Les Mis. Of the year. Les Mis soundtrack. But is that an artist or is that an album? Hugh Jackman. No. Okay. Who is it? Number five, Bo Burnham. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a popular one. I really loved that special inside. Yeah. uh, The Bezos song was in my top 100. (laughs) Yep. I'm surprised he didn't make it on my top five artists. Okay. Yeah. Number four. Go for it. Number four. Who do you think my number four artist is? We should probably just have me guess number one because I'm really picking it. Yeah, I'll go ELO. ELO. No. Uh, Taylor Swift is my number four there you go. artist of the year. You made Devin very proud. <laughs> yeah. A lot of that happened in the last year because I discovered uh, I dis- I discovered one song that I just played over and over and over again. That's the thing. And you actually just guessed my number three Yellow. artist. No. Before that. Hugh Jackman? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because anytime I get high at night, yeah. I lay down and I listen to the Les Mis soundtrack. And he's fucking phenomenal. Number two? I'm going to go with Chicago soundtrack. I'll go with Richard Gere. No. Okay. This was like this. my top five songs. They had two of them. It was earlier this year when I got completely obsessed with like. Boney M. With very uh, light rock. Light rock. She sings and. Ambrosia? She sings and plays the drums. She sings and plays the drums. She also died of anorexia. Oh, the Carpenters. The Carpenters, number go. two artist. That's good. And number one, what's my number one artist streamed in 2022? Yellow. Nope. The Beatles. Nope. Richard Gere. <laughs> Female artist. Babs. Nope. Female artist. It's not Babs? Look where I'm looking. Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> Linda Ronstadt. That's amazing. Um, my top artist, if you want to hear. Um, number one, City. Oh, wait. I'll go five. 
Oh, also, Rasputin was my number two song of the year. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> I, get, I approve. <laughs> Rasputin was on my top 100. <laughs> and I listened to it today when I was like, yes. oh. Yeah, that's... Um, so my number five top artist, this was a song that I just got fucking obsessed with. It was my number two played song of the year. Um, Edison Lighthouse. Love Grows Where My Rosemary oh, yeah, Goes. Course. Yep. I got obsessed with that song. I played it the it's second. It's a great most. song. So they're my number five artist, apparently. Um, number four. I went through a phase with this guy, and we've talked about him a lot lately. Um, Warren Zevon. Oh, yeah. I went through a lot of Zevon. Now, Warren Zevon had like five songs in my top 100. Um, so, like, I played Edison Lighthouse that song more, but cumulative Warren Zevon. Number three, Kevin Kiner. The Kiner brothers. They yep. do the, the music. They're part of my playlist. Number two, John Williams. Yep. And number one, City of the Sun, because they're the first on that fucking playlist. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have like uh you know, like an Apple music account just for my reading playlist, and then I'll do spot you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that. Uh we got range. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, we're all over the place, man. We like music. <laughs> I like music. Yeah. I can do with music. I dig it. Um, should we time warp quick? Yeah. All right. Okay. So, Homecoming, February 17th, 2016, Season 2, Episode 16 of Rebels. Um, we do have a new number one song and a new number one movie. Um, you want to do the song or the movie first? Let's do the song first. Okay, so now this was sandwiched in between two Beaver songs. Yeah. Uh, this artist was in One Direction. Oh, okay. So Harry Styles? No, the other one. Oh, Joe Jonas. No. <laughs> Zane Malik. Zane Malik. Zane Malik. And this song is called Pillow Talk. Where the fuck is it? Did I, I don't even know if I loaded it into the fight. All right. I'll put it in. Hold on here. Well, this is fucking good. I hope. I love Zane Malik. <laughs> you big Zane Malik guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Here you go. So we'll piss off the neighbor. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I am not a huge Zayn <laughs> yeah. Malik head. Now I'm not. I don't want to be one of those old guys who's just fucking corny, fucking stereotypical old dudes. Like, oh, they don't, they don't write their own songs anymore. You know, Shelly. I'm not going to get into that. But that song fucking sucks. I'm yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> in, in like, <laughs> on the same token, I fucking love Harry Styles. He's got some. He's got some bangers out there. Yeah, you do really like that one video with uh, what was her name? Phoebe. Phoebe Bridgers. Bridgers. Is it Phoebe Fee Bridgers or Phoebe? No, Phoebe Waller Bridge. There's, well, there's Phoebe Bridgers, I think, is somebody. Yes. And then there's Phoebe Waller-Briggs. Bridgers. Bridgers? I'll look it up. She was in Solo. Yes, yeah. that one. The robot. The that one that voices the yeah. Millennium Falcon now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, uh, that was your number one song. Okay, number Phoebe one movie. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Are you a Phoebe Bridgers guy or a Phoebe Waller Bridge guy? I didn't even know the difference until right now. So isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, I'm still getting it mixed up, and I've known for like a year. And I've heard people talk about like, is Phoebe Bridgers is that a musical? Artist? I've heard people say like, oh, he does this song with Phoebe Bridgers, and I was like, 
The lady from Fleabag she does sings too. She does it all. <laughs> she does dance. We saw that in that yes. Harry Styles yes, video. Yes, she does. What song was that? Watermelon Sugar. Uh, no. Treat people with kindness. Oh, okay. It's a good song. It's a great song. It is a good song. Yeah, but Zayn Malik sucks. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Zayn Malik. They picked the right one. I think he actually is an asshole too. Like he got uh, accused of some mean guy stuff. Sure. Being mean. You know, don't be mean. Um. So, anyways, uh, where were we? Oh yeah, new number one movie. Um. What dethroned Kung Fu Panda 3? Yeah, this is a big one. About a month on this one. Um, good run off it. Um, I'll say this for my hint. Breaking the fourth wall. This character breaks the fourth wall often. In this movie? Yes. It's like his character. In other oh, forms of media, is he it does it there too. Deadpool 2? It's Deadpool 1. Deadpool 1? With Ryan Reynolds. The, oh. the original Deadpool... Starring Ryan Reynolds and Gina Carano. Yes. She, well, she's not really starring in it, but she's in there. Um, it, the, was, yeah. it is a good movie. It is good. And I, I enjoyed two as well, but I'm kind of at the point where like, I don't need any more. I know. Because it's the same joke over and over again. But I, it was, this one has, this has your guy Hugh Jackman, though, coming up. Oh, that I cannot wait for. Just to see what they do with musical numbers. Yeah. What if they release it and it's just a musical? That'd be great. <laughs> it would be awesome. Now, Hugh did say, like, oh, I'm never coming back as Wolverine after Logan. Logan was fucking awesome. Logan was amazing. Yeah. Patrick Stewart also said, I'm not coming back. But then they brought him back yeah. in, uh, spoiler alert, Multiverse of Madness. But Ryan Reynolds has, like, lobbied Hugh Jackman to come back for yeah. a Deadpool movie. And so I think it was kind of like, well, if he came back, I'll come back one more. Because they kind of had an agreement like, yeah, we're, we're done with these guys. Yeah. We're retiring. And it was if that was their swan song, fucking brilliant. Yes, it was. But Logan is I, one of the better superhero movies I've ever seen. I do see the an argument could be made, and I could see Ryan Reynolds pitching it this way, where it's like, yeah, you're coming back as Wolverine, but it's not going to be the same thing. Like, we're going to have fun yeah. with it, and it's going to be different which actually makes me a little yeah. bit more excited. For yeah, now movie. that we're talking about it, I'm kind of like, yeah, one more is fine. Yeah. Because I think that will be a dynamic enough to offset the kind of tired humor of Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there will be some chuckles with Deadpool. And I think Ryan Reynolds is, like, super talented dude. Deadpool came out at the... The first Deadpool came out at the perfect time where, like, Marvel was just starting to, like, find the formula and run with it. So every single movie kind of seemed the same. Yeah. And then Deadpool hit, and it was just, like, completely different and that's yeah. why i loved it so much and like ryan reynolds wanted to do deadpool forever yeah and he was deadpool in the shitty wolverine yes, he was. origins i saw that in the theater and i was I miserable too. the entire time <laughs> they had gambit and he just sucked yeah like how do you fuck up gambit dude remember they had channing tatum sign on to do a yep. gambit and it's just dude gambit's a fucking underutilized character i just had so it, i hope that like I'm not that into Marvel right now, this latest phase. I'm sure eventually I'll be like, oh, I'm going to catch up on all this shit. It's going to be great. Yeah. Right now, I'm just like, whatever. I don't fucking care. Um, But now that X-Men is going over to Marvel, like, please do Gambit right. Oh, yeah. Like, I think they will. Yeah. And so I'm kind of now that I'm just kind of getting hyped for Marvel. I think I got to get back in. And I was now. I was just having this conversation with someone at work who's like a huge Marvel head, like yeah. way bigger than me. And I was saying how excited I am with, like, what happens with the Fantastic Four and what happens with X-Men and, like, the directions they could take it. And I was like, if they don't bring on Hugh Jackman, like, Hugh Jackman has said he he's not interested in doing Wolverine anymore. 
I really hope they go the complete opposite route and cast like somebody who's like five two and just like yeah. hairy and like a little chubby and like yeah. actually go the Wolverine route. It'd be funny if they pulled like Jason Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a lot of people have like said Danny DeVito would be a great. Yeah, Wolverine. I that I it, it's a funny meme, but no, I would not be happy if they actually did that with Wolverine. But if they did, maybe ca- like now this would be a great troll. Like they say, Wolverine's back for all this Deadpool stuff, and he's in the you know the teaser in the trailer, and then Wolverine the entire time in Deadpool is actually just Danny DeVito. <laughs> like that would be the most Deadpool shit. Wouldn't or it? if they digitally decrease Hugh Jackman's height to be 5'3". I guarantee there will be some sort of joke about that because that's like one of the online things that people say. Like, Wolverine's actually 5'3". Hugh Jackman's gigantic. Yeah, he's like 6'4". Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You just got to get somebody in the middle. a big hulk of a man. Like, you don't, okay, you don't want a 5'3 guy? Okay, fine. I mean, that's short king slander, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. So that's get an upper personality. Get a taller short king, like 5'8", five, 5'9". Who's got personality for days? Just saying. I don't know anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my man dreams. I see. You, you know, as... how we talked about man dreams where you just kind of daydream, like I want to do that. I you see. He's more of a cyclops than a wolverine. But I that's actually just appreciate me. that because yeah. he's like six one. He's a pretty boy. He is a pretty boy, yeah. and he's six one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not the height so much, but oh, okay. more the pretty boy kind of vibe. You know what? I love the Holiday Gas Station over here by my house. You know why? Because they got the the fucking when you leave they got the height chart thing yeah so the person that robs them they can yeah, see yeah. them as they it's leave. like he was about six two yeah um they fucked their height chart up so I'm like <laughs> every time I walk by I'm like yeah hey, I'm like five eleven am I like six eight if I walk in there you should try it <laughs> every time I go by there I'm like oh man I, they're giving me like two three inches which is also a safety concern because if somebody robs it they're gonna be like yeah. He was like, this six, dude was nine. seven two. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, it's going to fuck shit up. I did try the other day. I was looking. I had like a few 20 minutes to kill or whatever. So I turned on. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch X-Men, the animated series. Ooh, I don't know if show. I fuck if my TV settings are fucked up or whatever. It, it looks like shit. Disney plus the way that they like put it on. It looks horrible. It like doesn't render correctly. And it's like, I, it's just I, bad. I haven't watched it for a while. Like I. The last time I watched it was actually my bootleg DVDs. I ordered off eBay. I ordered the entire series for like 50 bucks off eBay. The episode listings were all in Korean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but I loved it. And yeah. I still, to this day, I have it and I'll pop it in. I got to watch it on Disney. Like, I think the issue with a lot of the cartoons from 90s, nice, they were all 4-3. Are they stretching it? I don't, I don't know. Or they do I don't like know sidebars. That, but it was like, it almost looked like it had trouble like processing. Like it was kind of like leggy and stuff. I tried to rewatch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a few years back, and I was like, I, I can't. Yeah. It was so... I will say this, though. So I started watching X-Men while, like, Brie was doing some work, like, in yeah. the same room. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm watching, like, X-Men, the animated series. This is, like, what got me into comics. Oh, yeah. And I start, I played it. The first thing Brie said, you know what she said? What? She was like, this theme song's pretty cool. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. God, fuck, man. Remember that? We used to have that fucking song, that all didn't it, we? That's all it took. And then I was like, <laughs> that led me into like five minutes of like, okay, so this character is Jubilee. She was introduced here, <laughs> but in the comics. Is the first she... episode Night of the Sentinels? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they were they they saved Jubilee. Yep. That's a great episode. I love Sentinels, man. Those things are so cool. It is. And like then the, when they did them in Days of, they looked like shit in the yeah. theater. Like, what were they doing? The first like three episodes. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yep. The four horsemen of the email apocalypse. No apply. <laughs> Wade. Death. Is Wade death? Yeah. Steven. Feast or famine. Famine mode on Steven. He famine has not tweeted us for a while. What the fuck? And then, finally, who was it? Joshua was replaced because Joshua passed away. He died. Yeah. I think he's gone. Did Isaac take over? I think so. Was it Isaac? I think Isaac took over. Um, I think that's what it was. Oh No, we were just shouting out Isaac. I think. No, he took over. No, it was Daryl. Daryl won. Yeah. Daryl. Daryl took over. Okay. I miss I miss listener appreciation. It's a great theme song. It's probably all those songs fucking slap. The Batman, the animated series theme song, but that's just the Batman theme. Um Spider-Man? Yep. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That song fucking rocks. Well, even before that, like the 60s version where it's oh, just yeah. like Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man, even the Batman. Did Anyways, yeah. Um but yeah, X-Men fucking rocks. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's the way it's rendered. Like I think it's because it was four three. The way it's rendered is rendered is weird, and like the first two episodes, you can really try. You can really tell they're trying to shoehorn like every character in to introduce yeah. them and their powers. So like it is a little awkward because it's like Beast you know just shows up and it's like out of nowhere. It is crazy like how hot Storm and like Rogue Jesus and Jean Grey are in that Christ. show. Just yeah. Like you've seen the like the tr- the TikTok trends that are like fuck the guys that <laughs> go back and watch like, yeah <laughs> the scenes where it's like a slow mo pan yeah. of them yeah my Discover feeds all fucking nuts man yeah so many cosplay gals just popping up and, and they know it's just like oh Tom's of, watching these again there are a couple of scenes of <laughs> scenes of Storm where she's like in the first couple of episodes where she's like dressed as a casual woman in the 90s and then all of a sudden she's like i summon the power (laughs) of the storms and then she like and the great part of the bottom up she goes into a skin tight yeah white oh man and it takes place in the mall (laughs) (laughs) all that shit happens in the mall (laughs) gambit's like flirting with the gal at like one of the stores or something it's like what She's got to be sitting thinking, like, why is this guy wearing a trench coat in this weird leotard? That like, is the most. <laughs> that is the most action a mall has seen yeah. in thirty-five years. I don't know, man. We hit up that Lego store. We got lines. <laughs> they got lines for days. Um. Okay. Well, that was a uh, that was uh, your time warp. We really got off track. Yeah. We, should we get into the episode? Yes, please. I think we shall. I help people. I lead ships into battle. I am part of something bigger. There it is! Do it! Oh, that Harris and Dula. (laughs) Right now, Harris greeting McCaff. He's so glad that you are here. I gotta learn how to do a French. Yeah, you um, can speak French, but the accent's rough it to is, master. Yeah, but unless you grew up with it, uh, Vanessa Marshall. Ooh, she hits a home run. Is it something. Vanessa Marshall? That's the name of the actress. I think so. Yeah, uh, the voice actress, right? Can we confirm that? I'm pretty sure. But yeah, so um, 
Uh, a little spoiler there. Herod brings back the Rylothian French accent, and it is a fucking incredible scene. Also, this is one of the one of the rare episodes that doesn't have the fanfare in the Rebels logo. Yeah. In the transition. It doesn't. It's just an immediate transition. Yeah. yeah. It's a very um, somber transition. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that fucking French accent. Now when we, from the Bad Batch, I was like, oh, she doesn't have the French accent anymore. And I was like super disappointed yep. about it. And so when that scene, we'll get to that scene. When that happened, I was like, holy shit. That was some of the best voice work ever. The, way, was, the transition and the flow is fucking awesome. I was waiting. I have been waiting for this moment since we started reviewing Rebels. Because I knew that you would freak the fuck out when she starts arguing with her dad and her accent comes back. So yeah, this is a hair episode. Um, let's just get into it, shall we? Um, okay, so we see Phoenix Squadron. They're being pursued, and they're basically transferring some cargo between their ships, um, and Imperials are hot on their tail. Um, it is... I I love the fact that this... It is demonstrating... Rebels demonstrates, like, just fucking administrative work they have to do as yeah. being part of their rebellion. Like I mean, they're, they're just basically yeah. like, we have to get this cargo from this ship to this ship and then get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And they're, like... It's not the first time they've done this. Like, they're doing, like, weird, odd jobs that, like, you wouldn't think they would have to do because it's not heroic. But it's like, no, they're trying to, like, build something. So Yeah, and, like, um, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. What was I going to say? I completely freaking forgot what I was going to say now. The administrative work. Oh, yeah, but we were talking about, like, last week. Uh, last week, they just had to get some gas. Yeah, you know, exactly. We're running low on gas. The fleet needs gas. It's really gas. fucking cool. Yeah, I like the real-life struggles of the Rebellion. Yeah, it's yeah. not Agent like... Agent Smulder and Scully, FBI. I just mentioned it last week, so... Ooh. FBI, huh? Yeah, we got uh, Excuse me. All right, they're on to us. Get them back to SeaWorld. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right, sorry. But it saying. is... It's a departure from the Clone Wars where everything was grandiose and everything was like the fate of the galaxy. Like, this is still the fate of the galaxy, yeah. but it's like on the ground, like nuts and bolts. Like, no, yeah. people have to eat. Like, well, the we great have to thing, get Yeah, fuel. I mean, like, Clone Wars was like the Republic was a full, you know. It was, I fucking love Rebels. It's com two completely different wars. Yes. And so the way they play out, the way they do the shows. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot smaller scale and it's fucking crazy. It's awesome. Like, um, I don't know. Uh... But yeah, they're getting gas one week. They're having get. They, they've done it multiple times too, and it's cool that they don't abandon it. It's not yeah. like they just did this once. They've done it like four or five times. Now. Like they got to get basic supplies. They're grinding. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um, and in this convoy, we get to see another one of those hammerhead corvettes that they yeah. quote unquote stole from Princess Leia. Yes. Um, and we also get some A wings. Always good to get A wings. Yep. Um, so yeah, the Imperials are shooting. They're trying to dock. Eventually, they dock and they get the cargo transfer done. <clears throat> And the ships start jumping out at that point. Um, but um, the A-Wing takes a shot and gets damaged, this one A-Wing. Um, and we see the pilot's face. Second week in a row, like, people just dying. Um, yep. Pilot takes some damage, tries to dock with the ghost, but, like, right as they're about to dock, does it explode or they take another shot? They take a shot. They take a shot, and the A-Wing explodes. Hera gets this really sad look on her face, and the ghost has to jump. Um, so... Um, They've been losing a lot of pilots in recent weeks. We've seen a lot of pilots a couple weeks ago. A-Wings just dropping like flies with the whole Mandalorian stuff. With, yep. um, what was that fucking guy's name? I already forgot his name. 
Oh, the uh, uh, the Mandalorian guy. I'll find it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they've been losing a lot of uh, A wings. So, and we brought it up back then in that episode too. But yeah, it was like, like it's a fucking bloodbath. But and that's what happened to. <laughs> that's like, amongst other things, like in World War Two, that's what happened with the Nazis. Like the Luftwaffe, their air force was top notch and like did a shitload of damage, but. They were so active that all of their top pilots fucking died because they got shot down. And there's just did every day they were running. Bombs yes. And, and there was no one else to train this. So by the end of the war, it was a bunch of people that were like, oh, I can fly. <laughs> and then they get behind the yoke and just like crash into a train. <laughs> it's like Randy Quaid in Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. I fly. I'm back. <laughs> I just love that. I fly. <laughs> I'm pilot. Yeah. He's all drunk. <laughs> oh, the Athorian historian. I saw that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Randy Quaid bought a house near the Athorian historian's parents. I and need... So we have to send him on a mission. So this is what I need. I need a picture of the Athorian historian wearing his Athorian mask with Randy Quaid with his arm around Randy Quaid. <laughs> 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 Randy Quaid's fucking nuts. But God, he had some roles, man. Oh yeah. God, dude, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, There's, the best Christmas. Movie. There is a part of me that wishes that something in brain, Randy Quaid's brain like snaps, and he's like, "Oh my God!" He I've wakes been, up like I've what? been crazy yeah. these last twenty years, and then he like comes to his senses and he yeah. starts acting again. He's so funny. Yeah, he's way more talented than his brother, <laughs> Dennis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you see Dennis is playing Ron Reagan? Oh, God. Oh, it's jelly beans. <laughs> in a positive light or a negative light? Positive. They're oh, doing God. a Reagan biopic, but I don't think it's getting... It's not like a super big production. Sure. But yeah, Dennis Quaid is... It's going to be released at a Christian station somewhere. Probably. It's yeah. going to be like on Praise TV or whatever. We got to... You know what we got to watch? Would be fun is to watch some of those... Uh, I, th I forget what the service is called, but it's all like Christian movies. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I send you the TikTok sometimes. Yeah, I know. It's so fucking wild. Um, anyway, so the Phoenix Squadron, they jump out, and uh, we're going to get the ghost crew planning with Sato on the hollow because they got to do something about this. They're losing stuff left and right, blah, blah, blah. So let's take a listen. At best, our squadron is at half strength. We're not just losing fighters. We're losing pilots faster than we can replace them. Until we can find a base, we need somewhere to land our fighters. Perhaps we can solve two problems at once. A rebel cell has reported an Imperial carrier over their world. If we can steal that ship, we can use it to house all our fighters. This cell is located in the Ryloth system. Ryloth? I know the cell you're talking about. I'll contact them. I love how just right into it she is, too. You're yep. actually going to talk to him? I don't think we have much choice. We need that carrier. Hera is such a good commander. What's wrong with Ryloth? Like, she does not want to talk to him. No, not at all. No hesitation. Hera, this is unexpected. Father, we need to talk. Chan Sidula! Ooh, Mr. Sidula! And then it goes into the silence. The yeah. silent intro. Very cool. Um, yeah, so no fanfare here. But, but it was like it was like Hera for a split second, she does the math, and she figures. She figures, oh, no, there's no other way. Like, we have to talk to them. Yeah. And she doesn't question it 
at all. She's no, no like, hesitation. Nope, this is like, just what we have to do. It's like the last thing she wants to do. She goes kind of estranged with her father here, but she's just right into it. She's such a good commander. Like, that was fucking awesome. That was she, so cool. Like, she just, she, no oh, hesitation. The way that she can weigh it and just be like, nope, this is for the greater good. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what I want. Like, nope, we have to do this. So yeah. this is what it's going to take. Like, just the fact that she didn't even have to process that. Like, she's completely selfless. Yeah. Like, completely selfless when it comes to this cause. And we see that built up more and more throughout this episode. Yeah, we do see that Sham is kind of a fucking asshole, but is fighting for his own cause. Sham's an interesting character, and I've read the Lords of the Sith novel, which takes place on Ryloth, and um, it's a canon novel. It's it's really... it's. I don't know. It's it's a pretty hit or miss novel for me. I thought it was cool for the Champs and Dula stuff. I didn't think it was so cool for the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, didn't you say that uh, Orange Free Tom makes an appearance in that, though? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was it's a great. point in this where I was like, fuck, I wish Orange Free Tom made an appearance in this. <laughs> Dude, Orange Free Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Does he show up in Rebels at all? I don't know. God, that would be great. I mean, we're at Ryloth. I know. Maybe we'll get some more Ryloth. Um. Bad Batch was last time we saw him, and he is alive, which yep. is great. I confirmed that via on Ryloth. Yeah, yep. yeah, he's he's alive on Ryloth. Uh, if you haven't watched the Bad Batch, watch it. By the way, there's some good Hera stuff, Champs and Dula. Um, but yeah, so they're gonna be meeting up with Champs and Dula. Hera's a strange father, um, and so it's gonna bring us to our next clip now. Kanan, comedic gold here. Kanan really hitting a home run on the comedy here. Very interesting episode. It is an interesting vein that they hit. But it, like, it hits good. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it here. Let's take a How this. do I look? Mm, same as always. Why? They're going to greet Chan. No reason. You straighten up a little bit. You're making me look bad. What's the matter with you? Nothing. Just calm down. You calm down. It's been a long time, Father. You must be the Jedi I've heard about. Jarrus. Kanan Jarrus. I've <clears throat> heard a lot about you too, sir. This is the rest of our crew. Ezra, Sabine, and Zeb. <laughs> a fine group of fighters. We'll talk about Sham Sindula, at your service. The Liberator of Ryloth. I studied your Clone War tactics at the Academy. Oh, yes. The Empire is still trying to figure out how to beat me. These are two of my finest warriors. Numa and Gobi. Well, we should get to the briefing. There's a lot to do. Yeah, so like Gobi is kind of his right-hand man. He appears in the Lords of Sith novel. He's oh, also okay. in that, I believe he's in the Bad Batch stuff too. He he goes with Hera to meet up with the Bad oh, Batch. Remember yes, that? That's I'm right. pretty sure that's Gobi. Yeah. I think. I might be wrong. We're not going to look it up. This is your chance to tell us if we're wrong, clonecastpod at gmail.com, because we would love to be corrected via email. Yeah. So there. I'm going to say it is Gobi. Um, and the other member, Numa. Numa. Yeah. Do you not, do you not know who that is? <gasps> is this the first time you're putting it together? It just hit. I assumed you figured it out by now. I. Oh, my God. Yeah. Numa! That's her, baby! Yeah! Remember oh. when Obi-Wan carried her around when she was a baby? Fuck yeah, Waxer and Boyle! Yeah! Oh. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they're long gone, but Numa's still kicking. Wow. 
Yeah. And she's fighting for the free Ryloth movement. Yes. She's one of Champs and Dula's like right hand men. Wow. Waxer and Boyle live on. The last time we saw her, she was like four years old, something like that. God. And she was they put her on the helmets and everything. Yep. Wow. That's fucking crazy, dude. And that cool. That was so like that was season one of the Clone Wars. That's such a cool call. That was like one of the first arcs that actually had like, wow, this is actually like really good. It was no, I think that's the first time we got super actually pumped about the whole thing. And that was like 20 episodes in. That's when they started to figure shit out. Yeah. Um, But the cool thing is like, God damn, I wish I would have saved that clip now. Her skin tone is like the same color. I just didn't make the connection. Like, she doesn't have a ton of lines or anything. Right. And he just says, like, this is, like, Numa and... Yeah. I didn't think about it. and that, But as soon as you said it, it was like, oh. Numa! Shit. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad to see she's doing well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kind of, all things considering <laughs> invading Imperial stuff. But, you know, I mean, you know, she, she looks like she has she's shelter. Alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's alive. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, and then also... The whole thing with Kanan there, fucking hilarious. Because he's like, oh my god, when he point he points at all the wrong people. I think did he call Zeb Ezra? Well, he's like, this these are friends. Ezra. He points to Sabine. He's like, like Sabine. He points to Zeb, and Zeb he points to Ezra. And Ezra, it's like something in the animation. Ezra does the faintest kind of like head shake like no yeah and it like cracked me up like that's the thing i zoned into it was good it was a good little comedic bit there um but yeah like kanan is just super nervous around champ because yeah. i mean you know it's they don't really talk about it but they're married yeah you know and i don't know why like I, the mom and da- mom and dad i mean they just haven't built up that side of the relationship the, that we really haven't seen any kind of formalized like oh no we are in a actual relationship yeah and there's been i mean there's been very little like affection we all the like, only kind of affection we really get is like when they're worried about one of them being hurt but like we all kind of see it like it's weird because it goes unspoken but all of us are like oh no these two are together yeah and they like love each other it's very weird that the they haven't yeah. like laid it out but we all kind of recognize it I, you know it's like a kid's show so i think maybe they're kind of like figuring out how they want to play that yeah you know because you don't want a bunch of parents showing up at disney headquarters complaining that you know yeah they do these two are fucking yeah <laughs> yeah because that's what the parents would do yeah and they'd say you're you know you're grooming our parents, children parents fuck up everything yes <laughs> every child's like oh no we get it they're sleeping together and they're raising yeah. these kids so Anyways, um, but yeah, it, it's it's odd. But this is like really interesting here because I don't know we just see Kanan like really wanting to impress the dad as a boyfriend husband would want to do, yeah. you know. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Um, so they begin planning the attack with Cham and his crew. Um, so basically, the plan is they are going to um, be stealing this light carrier. The plan is they want to steal this light carrier. Um, and they're going to be getting on using the stolen bomber that they have, an Imperial bomber. Like, this light carrier shuffles around bombers outside of, uh, you know, around it's, Ryloth. It's basically an aircraft carrier yeah. in space. Um, But Cham immediately is like, no, we're not stealing this. We're blowing it up. Like, this thing has caused endless destruction. I want the people of Ryloth need to see this thing just crash into the atmosphere and just blow up in the sky. Um, And so Cham's just like, no, I mean... 
we're not doing it that way. And Harris Media like, no, you need us and we need the carrier. So this is how it's going to go. Um, They're basically saying that all of their pilots are dying. They need a like home yeah. base that yes. everybody can dock at. Yep. So Cham agrees, quote unquote. He agrees. We'll say that. <laughs> um, and so our next scene and our next clip is where we're really start. We're cooking with gas here. We're fucking. We are cooking with a lot of gas in this scene. It's going to be Ezra with Hera, and Ezra just kind of checking in with mommy, like, "What's going on? Like, why, why do you feel so bad?" Um, and then Cham enters the room and talks to his daughter, and it's when we get the oh, we get we get the Emmy Award winning performance. <laughs> it's fucking gold. Let's take a listen. Hey, what's going on between you and your father? Well, you haven't spoken in years. He was a hero in the Clone War, fought with the Jedi to free Ryloth from the droid army. But after the war, the Republic became the Empire and refused to leave, so he started fighting them. Once my mother was killed in the Resistance, Ryloth's freedom became the most important thing to him. More important than family? It's almost time. We should head out soon. Well, there's nothing more important to me. Is that the old astromech you found during the Clone War? His name is Chopper. If you gave me half the attention you gave this second-rate junk pile, we'd have liberated Ryloth by now. This is what's wrong with you, child. You hold on to the wrong things. Devote your time and effort to lost causes. What a waste. I am not wasting my life. Oh. I help people. I lead ships into battle. I am part of something bigger. The Rebellion. I thought you knew better than to put your faith in outsiders. You forget what happened when we trusted the Republic. This is different. The Rebels are fighting to free everyone. Free everyone? I don't care about everyone. I care only about Ryloth. So I've noticed. No, bring it back. Um, that is my favorite scene in this show thus far. Isn't it crazy? It's fucking awesome. It is crazy good. All all my hair horniness aside, like it is such a well done scene. Yes, it's it, understated, but it gets yeah. the message across. It's fucking great. Dude. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um, easily my favorite scene. Just the, dude. Did you confirm it's Vanessa Marshall, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is some fuck. Like, we talked about some of the, my favorite voice work from the Clone Wars. Remember um, Asajj after the battle? Yep. Um, on Dothramir, where she loses, like, all of her sisters, and she's just, like, wailing, crying. Like, I need you, you know? Like, yep. that shit. Nina, Nika Futterman. Yep. Legend of uh, Clone Cast cameo appearance. Legendary you, top hat yeah. wearer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was an interesting hat. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was fucking awesome. And I, like, felt that. I was like, holy shit. Like, that's fucking an it's amazing ins- performance. It's insane that that scene was, what, eight seconds? Something like that? And it had that big of an effect. Oh, that, And yeah. that's one of the scenes I remember. It's cemented in my head. Oh, yeah. Even though I only watched it, like, a couple of times. Like, I remember Hera, like, going back into a French accent, like, as she's talking yeah. to her father. It's fucking awesome, dude. Like, it's so good. Like, that's the type of shit that makes me love this show so much. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, 
It's it's crazy though we have like those dynamics and then we have shit like this Riff Tamsin. <laughs> <laughs> like all I can think about like yeah. when you get these awesome hard hitting moments and you're just like wow that was awesome. Yep. And then you just think about Prince Lee Char. But that's oh god it's like that I mean, I know that's what Star that's Wars. That's the type is, of shit it's that like, it's like. Oh my god, they! It's like a ballet. The shit they're they're doing with the fact that the people on Ryloth have French accents, and this is what they're doing with it. And then all of a sudden, it's like someone just has a Russian accent out of nowhere, yeah, for no reason. Yeah. Let's <laughs> free my people! Attack! Oh, and then god. Kit Fisto is Jamaican <laughs> yeah. just because he has tentacle hair. It's all like, wild. Yeah. Um. But yeah, anyways, great scene. I if you don't watch that, I rewound it three times. It's so good. I was just like, holy shit! And the voice, dude. Oh my god, the voice. Okay, Vanessa Marshall, incredible. She is on cameo. Oh, she costs a little bit more than everybody else. Really? Yeah. What's she charging on there? I don't remember. Really? Do you think she'd do the French voice? We can look into it. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, mama, see, <laughs> butter me up. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he got the little wing. Hey, buddy. Oh, Shante. <laughs> Shante. Sweet. Shante. Okay. Um, so we see them getting on this shuttle, and they got the, they're carrying the bomber under it. We see two A-wings with them, and they all jump into hyperspace. Uh, we get Kanan. He's sitting next to Sham, and he's just, like, schmoozing. He's just like, oh, my God, that's so cool. You worked with Mace Windu. And the cool thing is, and I wish I would have saved this clip, Cham is talking about that episode where we're just like, oh, this show is fucking awesome now. Like, it's happening. The Battle of Lasso. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Cham is talking about that and how Mace Windu just ripped shit up. That's like, the episode yeah. where Mace jumped on the speeder yes! with the droid and, like, Hit the accelerator. Yeah. That we freaked out about. That thing where he was like jumping on parts as they were falling and shit. Yeah. Oh, it was so cool. But yeah, Cham was talking about that. Um, Hera, though, is in another room and she's just kind of annoyed by it. And she's just like hits the shut button on the door. Um, It is. It's it is. It encapsulates perfectly like Kanan wanting to be approved by the father of the woman that he loves. And the fact that he is getting approval, and he's like, yeah, cool. So he's yeah. just like a puppy dog the entire episode. Yeah, and Cham does say like a couple compliments about how great they It's like, great to have a Jedi along, this and that. And like, so Kanan's really getting and, pumped up by him. And, oh, God, I love I loved this episode so much because it calls back so much to the fact that Cham fought side by side with so many Jedi. Yeah. And like actually like had success and loves the Jedi. Yeah. And so he's giving Kane and credit just for doing nothing. I would love it if he brought he up is. the story about Jedi master dies. Final stand. <laughs> the last stand of yeah. Jedi master die. That guy got shot. How many times? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they smoked. It, they man. really hung him out to dry. <laughs> they really did. Um, was he a Nikto? I uh, think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The... What are they called? Yeah. They love yeah. Um, but yeah, so here's annoyed. She shuts the door. Um, Kanan ends up uh, stop chatting with him and goes in to visit with Hera. And he's just like, hey, I see a lot of uh, cham in you, this and that. And Hera kind of rolls her eyes. And she's like, you don't know him like I do. Um, so they drop out of hyperspace. They arrive in, uh, outside of Ryloth there. And we see the big carrier. And we see all these Imperial bombers. And they're going to be taking off for like a bombing run on Ryloth. Just a shit ton of Imperial bombers. They're the TIE bombers. Like, do they yep. have a specific name? TIE bombers. TIE bombers. Okay. They're the ones that have two, like, cockpit things. Yep. So um, they're all in the stolen bomber, and they're going to be approaching 
this ship, uh, this uh, big air carrier that they want to jack. Um, I guess air space carrier, sorry. Um, so um, they start flying towards it, and then two A-wings, the two A-wings that they left with, drop out of hyperspace and begin a false attack on the bomber. So um, they take a little bit of like damage, but it's not like severe damage to this bomber, and they start paging in to the carrier and like hey we got to make an emergency landing and let us go like let us in they're like we need your access codes and Kanan like starts saying an access code but then he like fake cuts out and so they're just like he's like we need to land now and so they're like just land we'll deal with this later um so <laughs> it would be great if one of those a-wings just by mistake just aimed a little too close and it just, just blew, blew them all them out of the sky <laughs> <laughs> like the plane just goes to shit it's like oh yeah. fuck and the curb enthusiasm music just hits. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like zooms in. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that was really our only shot. Sato's going to half my ass. <laughs> anyway, so they take a little bit of damage, but just cosmetic damage. But Hera's going to make it look really good as they're trying to make this emergency landing. So she goes in and just like crashes into the carrier, um, into the landing bay, and just makes a mess of it. Um, we see the A-Wings drop back into hyperspace and just flee. So it was just... I'm surprised the Imperials weren't, like, didn't have more scrutiny immediately. Yeah. Like, it's like, what, they just came to shoot this bomber for a little bit and then leave? I don't know. I get the fact that, like... I so mean, it all happens really quick after this, but, like... This is the thing that I think... This is one of the reasons I love Andor so much, is it showcasing the fact that, like, the Imperials are successful, so they don't care anymore. They're just kind of, like, administrative, and they're, like, going through the motions. Yeah. So, like, if it was focused through that lens, I could definitely see how they're like, yeah, 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 give us a couple of numbers. You can, yeah. like, go through. But, like, we haven't gotten that from this perspective yet. So, yes, it does yeah. seem a little weird that they're just like, yeah, 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 you can go through. Yeah. Well, it's not so much the going through, because they're clearly under attack, but just the fact that the A-Wings just did some, like, minor damage to this one bomber. And then just left. Yeah. I would have been like, what the fuck is up with that? Yeah. But, I mean, they jump into action pretty quickly here, so I don't think it really would have mattered. If you're going to let them on, it's gonna, shit's going to go down either way. Um, But, yeah, so they crash. Um, also, why haven't there been more TIE Bomber, like, Lego sets? It's a good set. It's a great set. There's been, I think, one. I think there's only been one TIE Bomber set. This is an older one, too. It's like 2004, I yes, think. Yes, it doesn't it's even expensive. look good. I think it's a UCS. It also, like, the TIE series, like, there have been, like, I think there's one TIE Interceptor UCS, but uh -huh. it's from forever ago. So That's it doesn't 2004. look so great. They had that at Nerdin' Out. Yes. Yes, they, they did. did. And, like, they, they but have look the red at, like, one. The ones they make now, just these $40 sets, are awesome. Yeah. But, like, why not? Why not just roll them out? There's so many different TIE fighters and variations that they could use. And, I, yeah, I mean, I, I want be... I want a TIE Phantom. I want a TIE Phantom with the cloning capabilities. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about? The TIE Phantom. From Rebel Assault 2? It's got, like, three wings, and it's like... Oh, the TRI? Oh, I'll, I'll send you a picture. Right. Do you ever play a Rogue Squadron game? Yeah, of course. No, the new one. On 64? No, the, no, there's EA's, EA's Rogue Squadron or whatever. I think it's called, what is it called? Maybe it's not Rogue Squadron. EA Rogue. Oh, the new one. Star Wars Squadrons is yes. what it's called. I downloaded it on, um, it's on my Xbox Game Pass. No, because I, so I thought the controls would mirror Battlefront's 
fighter controls, which I hated because yeah. all of the flight like controls were on one joystick and the throttle was on the other one, mm-hmm. which I hated. And I wanted like the pitch to be on one joystick yeah. and the roll to be on the other with the throttle to be on the triggers. So I like didn't bother. Okay. Well, I I started to I downloaded on Xbox Game Pass and I set up I haven't started much yet, but I was just going through the creative character when you start a story. Yeah. And like it's fucking cool because all the Imperial voices are that like British accent. Yeah. And then all the rebel voices, like it's just a variation of different types of voices. But like all the Imperial stuff is very prim and proper British accent. And like so when you read novels, they talk about like that's your that's your inner rim accent. Yeah. And then as you get further out, like you get like the yep. coal miners and like, you know, and it's it's just uh so like there's a lot of the elites that look down on people just off their accent. And that was mentioned in the God, that's book. fucking cool. It is God, very I cool. love that shit. And, but I just like the fucking fact I haven't played the game yet, but just from the creative character the fact that they honored that, like that just tells me like, oh, I think this might be a, they, they're onto something here because yeah. they're actually honoring that like, oh no, all the Imperials have the British accent because they're the elites. I just fucking love that little detail that they left in that game. They didn't have to do that. A long time ago, I got a, uh, I got like a joystick and a throttle for Ace Combat. Did you ever play that for PlayStation 2? Maybe. It was like Ace Combat 4, Ace Combat 3. But I got a joystick and, and I wanted plugs, all the vehicle. I, like, I it plugs into a USB. Games. So I'm wondering if like if I can find that and plug it into my computer. If I could play that. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would be on board. No, we should try playing Flight Simulator. <laughs> yeah, but that, I feel like that, that's a different level where it takes like 30 minutes just to click buttons in the cockpit to I'm start taking, the engines. Yeah, I'm taking days off of work and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took a DC-9 from Miami to Oklahoma City today. It was and a I, lovely ride. And I landed haphazardly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the greatest landy, but we got there safely. A lot of wind. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally sitting at a computer for two and a half hours doing the entire flight. That's what people do. I've watched tutorials where people in like the view is in the cockpit and they're just clicking on gauges for 20 minutes. And they're like, we're going through the startup checklist. I want to see an avid flight simulator guy. Like, there's, like, a medical emergency with both the pilots on a plane, and Flight Sim Guy has to take over. <laughs> do you think he could do it? No! <laughs> He's going to get a pocket of turbulence, and the plane's going into the drink. <laughs> I just, I'm curious how Flight Sim Guy would do. I mean, you would think if the pilots were both ill and unable to perform their duties, like, a Flight Sim Guy would probably be your next best choice, right? No, a radio operator would be your best next best choice because they'll, they'll be like, any any air traffic controller tell me how to land this fucking thing, and they would know how to listen and not be like, no, I think I know what to do. <laughs> they just, <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> he's he's all confident. Can you just imagine like one of these flight sim guys? He's taking over. He's super confident. He's like ignoring. Like he just turns nah, off his radio. I got it. I got it. And he's just chilling. And it's just a cloudy day. And literally, as soon as the clouds clear, he just smacks the ground. The air, <laughs> the air traffic controller is like. So what you want to do is you want to wash your pitch, pull back on the throttle. He's like, Nah, I don't think so. Nah, we're getting under this cloud cover here. <laughs> On level eight, I mastered this. <laughs> I'm gonna get that game. 
I'm going to fly from Tampa Bay to Houston, right over the Gulf of Mexico. It's, like, crazy expensive. Really? I thought so. At least a long time ago it was. I want to fly. Uh, I want to fly into a building and see if, like, really, like, how accurate this game is. <laughs> Who are you, a Muhammad Atta? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious because that's what I would do. Like when I played Pilot Wings, I would get bored and I just start crashing yeah, into shit. Yeah, that's the fun part Any about flying. Flight game. Simulator gets really fucking boring. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, what happens if we just? But crash? like even like GTA, like when you'd go to the airport, why did you go to the airport? Because you wanted to steal the plane and crash into something. Literally every single GTA. From the second I start playing, it's like, I got to get to the airport. I got to get to the airport. I got to get to the airport. And then I get to the airport. I get into a helicopter. It's like, this is so fucking awesome. Yeah. And then within five minutes, it's like, fuck, I'm bored. Yeah. GTA the first time through, like GTA 3, it was so fun. And you couldn't, I don't think you could get in airplanes in GTA 3. So you could get into the Dodo, but it always had its wings clipped. So you could drive it on the street. And if you got enough momentum you could get lift but it was never enough to get like airborne it always like brought you back okay i remember that vaguely yeah but then was it vice city or with san vice Andreas? city you got the float plane okay but you could fly you got the seaplane yeah um the seaplane yeah. that's fun and helicopters yeah um no but i was just thinking about i think it was four where you could take like the 757 oh yeah yep fucking great dude san andreas you could get yeah. into like an airliner and like that was a game changer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. And you got your own like weird airstrip that like you could store planes in. So I'm thinking since I enjoyed that so much in those games, maybe I would enjoy taking that to the next level in Microsoft Flight Simulator. Exactly. Dude, where should I fly? <laughs> I would love for you to get Microsoft Air Simulator in your first time. Be like, fuck this. Because you have to hit like three switches just to engage the magnetos. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, want, I want to take a Cessna from Duluth <laughs> to Des Moines. You know? Yeah. That'd be fun. You get up in the air, you're like, fuck, this is boring. Yeah. How accurate are, like, if you flew by the cities, do they, like, detail all that shit? I think in the most recent one, it's very detailed. Oh. Yeah. Man, twin, I want to fly to Twin Towers aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are gone. Oh, man. I just sent you a, uh, a picture of the TIE Phantom, too, by the way. Where? I texted it to you. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that thing's dope. That thing's very cool. Ooh, we also got an email. Did you see that? No. Yeah, we got an email. Very exciting. Oh, wow. Care to wager who this one's from? Garrick? Nope. It's from Choice Home Warranty. Oh. Is that you? You got your home warranty? All right, where were we? Also, (laughs) we haven't brought up the fact. As we're recording this, we brought it up earlier in the episode, but... As we were were recording this, I got a text from our friend Box. Yeah. And I had mentioned that we brought him up this very episode, and he texted back. He was like, really? In a good way? And I was like, of course. We were saying Maddie, Maddie K was made an appearance on the podcast, and it would be great if Box made an appearance, too. And he went listening to episode 175. Yeah, I'd be down to play meat sauce version of myself, which is a... A local K fan. Yeah. Yeah. And then a few minutes later, he wrote, you two have a great rapport. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you box. (laughs) You had a great rapport with us, too. Box is a little late to the game on this podcast. I'm glad he's listened to recent episodes. Go back to episode one. That turd cat and mouse. 
dog shit. We should probably get back to the episode. Yes. I think I fawned over frights, flight simulator long enough. Where were we? Where were we? Were we on Harris French accent? Oh, Kanan, like, being with, trying to Oh, she makes Jam. the emergency landing. We yes. got We got all fucking caught up on the whole... Okay, so she makes the emergency landing. A-wings flee, and this bomber, she crash lands and makes it look really good. We go inside the bomber, and the crew is kind of coming to, like uh, the ghost crew and then Champ's crew. They're all kind of coming to. They took a big rough landing there. And Sabine kind of looks down, and she sees some explosives rolling out of the, one of the Twi'leks bags. And she's like, what the hell? Why you got these explosives? And then right then, the ghost crew, they just start getting shot by Cham's crew with stuns. Yeah. Like, immediately stuns them. Um, and Cham is just like, Hera's like, what the hell? What's going on here? Like, everybody gets stunned except for Hera. And Cham's like, sorry, we just needed you to help get on board. So Cham agreed to help them steal it. But now he's going with the whole, we're just going to blow this fucker out of the sky, which he originally wanted to do. They are using the circle stuns and not the weird Ezra taser stuns, too. Yeah. I just thought I'd point it out. Maybe that's just like a different thing. I like, I'm kind of curious. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Have we seen that lately? Well, in yeah, Bad we did. Batch. We did. No, no, we, Ezra's gun. We saw it last yeah. episode with the whales. Um, <laughs> there's a deleted scene where he was laying down some shingles on a roof where he was really making use of that staple gun. That's a really heavy-duty staple gun. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those $90 ones. Yeah. It's like, damn, man. I can't believe this thing's Milwaukee brand. <laughs> yep. What a name. Milwaukee. Milwaukee tools. <laughs> you Milwaukee tool guy or you DeWalt? Oh, no. Ryobi all oh. the way. You are Ryobi Lime guy. green. Yeah, they are cool. And yeah. they got the ba- the universal battery packs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any Ryobi, but I do like how they look. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to tell you. When I, uh, I bought a expensive Ryobi leaf blower. Yeah. But it came with two 40-volt batteries. So those are the big boys. Those are the giant <laughs> yeah. ones. And I told my dad about it. He was like, oh, you, you bought a leaf blower? I was like, yeah, Ryobi one. He's like, how much that set you back? And I told him, and he was like, there's a big pause. And he went, fucking Ryobi. <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, they fucking give their tools away, but they charge you up the ass for the batteries. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Ryobi does have the coolest color scheme. Yeah. By far. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Battery talk. Impromptu. I got an issue with Energizer, man. I sent you the infographic. Yeah, so you found the infographic. Duracell's leading the way, and Kirkland is second? Copper top. Yeah, the copper top. Yeah, I got Energizer for my Xbox controller because I've been playing a lot of Halo with the Authorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it started dying already. Yep. I was in the I was playing Capture the Flag last night. I had the flag, and I was running with it. The controller just turned off. Yeah. Oh, that was rough. So, anyways, uh, Energizer let me down. Also, we were texting about Ryobi a few weeks ago. Yeah. You were very excited to hear about the fact that I had a lime green fleet in my basement. It's great. So, I saved this. Do you have a Ryobi uh, mower, lawnmower? No. No. No, I got a gas lawnmower. Okay. I bought... So I bought a used snowblower, yeah. and I think it's too big for my driveway. I've been looking at the Ryobi battery-operated snowblower, mm-hmm. so I could be pulling the trigger, but I saved this for you. 
What is it? This came with the leaf blower. Ooh. It's a poster <laughs> of yeah. all of the Ryobi tools. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, let's talk tools. Look, Look at, at the battery packs. There they are, the battery packs. Right yeah. there. Oh, I love the Ryobi They color. got some amperage on those guys. Look at that leaf blower. Yep. Wow. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to get... Should I frame this? Frame it. Put it up next to <laughs> yeah. Linda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right next to Kelsey. That's why he's so happy. <laughs> oh, Ryobi. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you. That's a, yeah. that's a great... Merry Christmas to me. Merry, Merry Christmas. Ciao. All right. Um, we should probably talk about this episode, man. Anyways. So, yeah. Um, they stun everybody and they tie Haru up. Um, we see Numa and Gobi. Um, Champs like head for the munition racks and set the charges. I'm going to the engine. So they're splitting up. Um, we see Hera tied up and she starts kicking Chopper to get him away because he got stunned too. Um, so Chopper does wake up. He starts to free her. The ghost crew begins to wake up and Kanan's immediately like, I don't like your dad anymore. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this is where I wrote down, okay, I don't know what version of stuns they're using, but they fucking suck. Yeah. They because, were up in, like, like, they, like, typically when you stun someone, they're, they're like down. down. Like, six, like, the tail. we haven't talked about Tales of the Jedi yet, but the yeah. Ahsoka's like, yeah, you were only out. Anakin torturing her, by the way. <laughs> we have to do an episode on that I at know. some point. But she was out for, like, an hour the first time. Yep. And, like, then it took long. It took less time. Like, she got more. It's like taking THC. Eventually, you start to get a tolerance to it. But, but yeah, they were out, like, a minute. Yeah. Like, what did you have the stun settings on? Like, they were the lowest yeah, was it on like setting. Was it on, like, chicken setting or yeah. something? Like, yeah, we got to knock out this chicken. Um, Yeah, so they're up right away. Um, So, uh, where were we? Okay, yeah. So... Um, they get up and they're like, well, should we just abandon the mission? What should we do? And Hera's like, no, we're going to compete. Th- we're going to complete this mission. Um, and so Kanan, Hera, Ezra, and Chopper are going to be heading to the bridge. Um, Zeb and Sabine are going to be catching up with, uh, Gobi and Numa. Um, so we also hear the Imperials. They're sending a bunch of people to hangar. There were people. Cham had jumped out and knocked them out. Cham kicked their ass, by the way. Really kicked the shit out of the Stormtrooper. He really made short work of all of them. Yeah. Cham's powerhouse. Man can fight. Well, he fought next to Hauser for all that time. Yeah, so and Jedi Master die. He watched die die. I I still want to know what happened to Hauser. Well, I'm you know Bad Batch season two. The Miami Dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> he's. And there was a lot of women online that wanted to have sex with him. <laughs> he was good looking. He was a good looking clone. He had that haircut. Yeah, he had a unique haircut. It's funny how how far we've come with the clones. Remember uh, the one? What was that one from the fucking early early episode? Uh, oddball or no, he's the one that collected all the droid fingers. <laughs> Hard case. No, remember the guy yeah, that was yeah, collecting yeah. all like the droid parts and stuff, and it was like this really weird war criminal shit. Yep, that's the episode where Rex got his leg broken and was walking on it like ten seconds later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally hyperextended his knee. Yeah, you hear the bone break, and then Rex is just walking around a few minutes later. It's fucking great. Um. So yeah, um, that's where they're going. (laughs) Um. So uh, Zeb and Sabine, we see them with Numa and Gobi. They start shooting at each other in this big bay, and they're trying to stop Numa and Gobi from setting all these charges. And um, 
Then Imperials arrive, and they start having a shootout. So Numa and Gobi and Zeb and Sabine kind of just turn and start shooting at the Imperials. So it's like this three-way tornado tag match. It's like just chaos. Um, Cham pages over and is like, I'm going to deal with Hera. Don't worry about it. I'll deal with Hera. You deal with those ones in there. Um, we see Ezra and Kanan, um, and they're being very fancy as they lead the progression through this ship. Like, they're doing a lot of weird force pushes, throwing each other. A, like, Good teamwork going on. This is a yeah. next level. This is, it's like in um, Fallen Order, where you, like, all of a sudden, like, you get a level up yeah. in your force abilities. Yeah. Apparently, like, Ezra and Kanan both, like, yeah. had that happen, and they can, like, force push each other through a hallway. Yeah, and this is some shit. This is, like, the kind of teamwork you'd see from, like, Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, just doing crazy moves and, like, throwing like each other. Ahsoka and Anakin. They're starting you know. to get, like, in sync and feeling yeah. where each other's strengths are. Yeah, th- dude, like, just the little stuff that they've been doing to show growth without just, like, throwing it in your face yeah. is really cool. Like, it's really, there's a lot of layers to this show. Um, but yeah, so they're just knocking out a bunch of stormtroopers progressing through the ship. Um, so we see Sabine and Zeb and they're, they've all taken out the Imperials, but now they're in a standoff with Gobi and Numa. Um, and Sabine's just like, oh, I got an idea. There's this little mouse droid that got, (laughs) that is running around in this bay and fucking this mouse droid rocks. But, um, she's got an idea to do something with the mouse droid to end this standstill. They don't have time for a standstill. Um, we see the rest of the ghost crew um, taking the bridge, and it's going to be our next clip. Stand down! I have already contacted reinforcements. Thanks for the heads up. Kanan, do your thing. Actually, Ezra, you take this one. Okay. Okay, I got this. I, I got this. You're going to abandon ship. I will not abandon my ship. (sighs) You are going to abandon ship. We are going to abandon ship. The fire in Hangar Bay 3 is out of control. Abandon ship. Get to the escape pods. Uh, I really mean it. This is the captain. You should get going. I should get going. Not bad for your first time. All right, Hera, we're on the clock. Get us out of here. The bridge is secure. What's your status? Oh, the usual. But Sabine has a plan of sorts. Yeah, sort of a great plan. So she's fucking with the mouse droid. Um, so Sabine loves explosives, so poor little <laughs> mouse droid. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so um she puts the mouse right into action <laughs> before that like during that whole scene the guy that <clears throat> that ezra was mind controlling he had one of those like imperial pens in his pocket and for whatever reason it had like a blue cap to it and it just made me write down blue pens suck like, <laughs> they do i hate blue ink why is dude i don't know blue pen sales have to be fucking rock bottom it's either black or red yeah those At least Red two. is saying, like, I need you to do this. Also, the fact that they told everyone immediately, like, you need to evacuate ship. Like, like, wouldn't it be valuable for the Rebellion to hold on to all of those Imperials so they can, like, interrogate them and, like, try to figure out shit? 
Yeah, I mean, it would, but maybe they just don't have the capacity to deal with that many possible at this prisoners. Point, at this point, I don't think the alliance is really a thing. It's yeah. just sex. So I don't think you can roll back to Phoenix and be like, yeah, we brought uh, 500 Imperials with us, and there's like 200 of us. Right. You know, like, I don't, they probably don't think that they can you know, really like wrangle them all. It probably would be bad news bears for Phoenix Squadron. Be my guess. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, in the later stages, for sure, you definitely want to take as many of those into custody as possible. For a, for a ship that size, it takes a, a very yeah. big amount of people also, to, like, Also, speaking of the carrier, another missed opportunity for a cool Lego set. Yeah, no shit. That thing's awesome, dude. It's Although, very cool. I have tried to get you to play Armada, which is a tabletop Star Wars game. Oh, and they have one of those? They have one of those carriers. Yeah. And its strength is the fact that it can command so many squadrons. Really? Yeah. Ooh. It's yeah. a cool-looking ship. What do they call it? Just Imperial Carrier? It's your big boy. Oh. Oh, it's one of the big boys? Yeah. It's, it's a big ship. They should make a Lego set. I swear they should. Okay. So, yeah. So, Bean puts the mouse droid into action. Um, and the mouse droid just kind of takes off. And it gets up to Gobi and Numa hiding behind some cargo and then standoff. And it just releases this shock and just knocks them out. Very simple. Like, Sabine, <laughs> you know, I'm really glad to see Numa. I didn't know it at the time, but I'm really glad to see Numa, but just, you're no match for Sabine Wren, Numa. Oh, yeah. No match. No match. If she would have hung out with Waxer and Boyer a little bit longer, maybe she would have gotten some more sense, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, we get Cham. He shows up on the bridge at this point to deal with Hera, like he said he was going to. Um. And Hera's just like, no. Nope. Uh, we got your two guys. Uh, they're they're you know our prisoners now. Blah blah blah. You can't you can't do what you want to do. We're not blowing the ship up. We're taking this. Um, so they're about to jump into hyperspace, but then Hot uh, Chopper tells Hera's like, "Oh no, the hyperdrive is actually disabled." So Cham had already disabled the hyperdrive. That's why he was heading to the engine room, um, because he doesn't want them escaping with it. He wants to blow it up over Ryloth so yeah. people can see it, and it's a symbol. So he can inspire the population. Yep. So it's going to lead to our next clip. It's going to be Hera and Cham on the bridge talking with each other. Gobi, Numa, proceed with our plans. Apologies, General Sindula. We have been captured. Cham, we don't have time for this. Imperial reinforcements will be coming. Destroy this ship, and the Empire will just send another... But if we take it, we can use it to fight them. You haven't been here to see what the Empire has done to our world. They plunder our wealth and sell our people into slavery. This ship must burn for all Ryloth to see. I want freedom from the Empire as badly as you. But this battle can't be won on Ryloth alone. During the Clone War, you didn't just fight for a village. You rallied everyone to liberate the entire planet. You inspired me. The Rebellion is no different. But either you couldn't see that, or you didn't believe in me. And that's why I left. She's right. We have the ship. We just have to buy her enough time to get us out of here. I'm with you, Hera. I am also with you. Well, Father? I guess you have your chance to prove me wrong. 
Everyone, get to the turrets. We're on our way, Hera. Okay. So, um, they're gonna do it Hera's way. Cham acquiesces. We hear Numa and Gobi join in the chorus of people that believe in Hera. It is it so it's hard for me to believe that Sham doesn't see the value in capturing Yeah. That to serve the greater purpose. But then again, they do make a point in the episode to show that Sham is like only concerned about, about Ryloth, which I can kind of get. The I understand that, in like a massive, huge universe. Galaxy. The fact that like he fought alongside the Republic and the Republic was turned out to be shit and ended up betraying basically everybody. Yeah. So Sham was like, okay, all I can do is concentrate on my planet. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. So like I can understand the fact that yeah, he's I mean kind he, of he's kind of saying I can't lead, you know, Hera wants to lead everybody. Whereas Champ, I mean it makes sense like it's his home planet, it's all he knows like and I feel like Sham was doing that earlier in the Clone Wars. Like he I feel like Sham did champion like Ryloth but did have grander aspirations and did feel like freedom he could inspire freedom across the galaxy but then he got kind of like quashed by yeah. the empire. And we kind of see that taking place in the Bad Batch episode. How, yeah. Like, the war's over and the republic now the empire is still there. Um like these officers that he once respected are like having to you know go against you know like they're Betray having the Cham people arrested were, and yeah. they, you know like the whole thing and it's a it's a really good episode of the show um so it adds a lot of context but yeah i mean i don't know it's the funny thing is though like they play up this like cham is you know like he's saying okay we'll do it Harris way you know i understand but, but they end up appeasing him anyways but the other thing is like so his whole deal is like he just wants to burn a ship he said it multiple times mm -hmm. He was like, we need to burn a ship to inspire the people yeah. on Ryloth. Well, I think he specifically for... wanted to burn this ship because all these bombing runs that have been like laying waste. To... Yeah, but also there is another ship that is right across from yeah. them the entire fucking episode. Yeah. And no one bothers to be like, hey, but why don't we take this one and blow the shit out of that yeah. one? But as we'll talk about, he gets his way anyways yes. with that, and he's like, oh, that was fine, too. Yeah. It's a very odd, in an otherwise impeccable episode. Yes. Very odd that they even, whatever, we'll get to it. Um, so we get a bit of a space battle. Um, we got a shuttle incoming to the carrier from one oh, of the cruisers. What, sorry, one more thing before we get to that part. I also thought it was hilarious how quickly Gobi and Numa were like, yeah, fuck Sham. We're on your side. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was no loyalty whatsoever. Yeah. They just they're, yeah. immediately were like, no, 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 fuck that. Yeah. We're on your side. As soon as they get cuffed up, they're like, hey, yeah, actually, that sounds good. <laughs> it took yeah. no persuasion whatsoever. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, Cham, I don't know. And that's another thing. Like, it was Cham just like, well, I guess I don't have any options now right. if they're not with me and I'm the only one here. Like, I guess I have to do this. I, it's, I don't know. It should have been Cham making the decision. And he's like, you're right. Like, that would have meant more yes. as far as the character. Yes. But they really is just like, oh, he's backed up against the wall. So does he really? And also, like, Cham has... Like, we've demonstrated Sham can inspire groups of people. Yeah. And he has 
Like, the fact that Sham and Saw aren't together is fucking baffling to me, because they seem yeah. like two peas in a pod. Yeah. So, like, I feel like Sham would be the person that has a rebel cell against the rebels, so it's weird that, like, they yeah. would go against him so quickly and he would back down so fast. Yeah. It's just weird. And for somebody as, like, principled as he is... Like the fact that just those two changed my mind, changed his mind. I would feel like, I feel like the it would be easy enough to write some kind of other way that he turns. Well, she could have gave the same speech, and he just is the one like, yes! okay, you're right, I'm with you. That's and what then I'm there, saying. And then Gobi and Numa page and like, we're with you too. Yes, because he's the leader. Yeah, like, I, yeah. It it was. I, this whole it was executed, and then the fact that he gets the ship and he gets his way. I could be missing yeah. something, but like that. No, it was weird. That was a thing that kind of stuck in my craw a yeah, little bit. It was weird. It was kind of weird. Um, so yeah, we get a space battle going on. Yeah, shuttles incoming. We see some ties getting taken out that are coming back to the ship. They're getting taken out. Uh, <laughs> so what? <laughs> so the last few episodes, we did have shots of like the tie cockpits. At, like <laughs> before they got blown up and it was like oh that kind of sucks yeah this time not so much like the ties get blown up yeah. the fighters get blown up like without showing the pilots yeah. piloting them although we do get a like an extended shot of the interior of the transport where there's like 20 people <laughs> hanging out <laughs> we haven't gotten to it yet but yes that was the preamble. Yeah. But but the thing is, the A-Wing pilot earlier, we got the inside yes, shot. We, we heard her voice yeah. and everything, and then she's blown up yeah. seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the bombers are returning this ship, but they, they fire torpedoes at him, and bombers are just dropping left and right. <laughs> it's just a bloodbath, yeah. dude. Um, yeah, bombers dropping le- left and right. Um. So uh, we can see Cham. Um, one bomber does get a shot off and drops a bomb onto the carrier, and they lose one of their stabilizers. So the ship starts like, yay! Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the anti grav fucks up. And Cham and Hera, Hera's trying to pull up on the ship, and and she needs help. Like it's just a huge ship, I guess. I, I the the physics of this were kind of like I'm like what? Like yeah, it's more yeah, uh, it's more of just symbolism. Yes. Um, but she's trying to pull up, and then Cham jumps in and starts pulling grabs up with her, the and they right the her. ship. Yeah, he grabs the oak. But I'm just in there like, okay, the physics of this doesn't make any sense to me. It's just like this massive ship. Like, is it really that you have to pull it? And I, Whatever. Um, but Cham has a nice line. They're like, oh, we were always stronger together. You know, they saved the day together. So um, so there's this light cruiser that's been hanging out, um, and it starts joining the fight. Um, and Ezra's like, oh, I have an idea how to take this thing out. There was a, there was a bomb that made it like very close to the bridge. Yeah. And it thankfully got taken out like right before it. But yeah. they came very close to death. Yeah, there was like, some they were shooting them. out of the turrets. Um, but yeah, Ezra has an idea how to take out this light cruiser. Um, he's like and Cham and Ezra are going to be working together on this. So um they're basically going to be loading a bomber with just a bunch of the charges that they were going to be placing all over the place in this carrier to blow it up. Um, so they load this, they load this bomber up with a bunch of charges. Um, and then basically they release it and Ezra just force pushes it out of the bay into space. Just the force just kind of it. 
So Ezra's moving tie bombers now. So Ezra's really it's made quick yeah. work. He's he's becoming a real unit here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they force push it out into space. Um, and then when it gets close enough to the light cruiser, they just champ fires on it with a turret and it takes out the light cruiser. Like all the bombs go off and it takes out this light cruiser. And that's the shot where it was like the, what was the bay you were talking about where you just see a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. Just working. (laughs) So you see all they're all gone. Yeah. Now this isn't chopper, so we can't do the chopper kill counter. But they killed at least a thousand people. Here, oh yeah, I think it's easily. <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, they blow up this light cruiser with by just force pushing a bomber at it, <laughs> and then Cham watches as this thing like breaks and explodes and just falls into the atmosphere of Ryloth, and he gets this like smile on his face, and he's like, "Oh, this works too. This uh, yeah, we're getting the carrier, and we got to make a display of it. So it's." But yeah, thousands dead. Yeah, 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 thousands. But Imperials, so fuck those guys. Yeah, but how many of those are just like some farmers from Dantooine? Yeah, you know what? Where we are at this country, if you decide, you know what, I'm going to sign up and be a fascist, I'm kind of cool if you blow up in a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> That's just where I'm at. Why are you insulting our Space Force troops? I've had to listen to Tim Fuentes <laughs> too many times. Who? Tim Fuentes. Who's that? Oh, never mind. Who is is that? Like somebody you know? No, 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 no. Uh, is it like a is it an inspirational speaker? <laughs> no, no. I'm just I'm I've had it up to here with fascism. So oh, Nick Fuentes. Or Nick Fuentes. Nick, oh yeah, Kanye's Nick, new buddy. Nick Fuentes. Can you yes. believe Trump ate with that guy? <laughs> he had that guy at Mar-a-Lago. At his home base. This guy actually is like. He doesn't even play footsie with it. He just straight up says, yeah, I'm a white nationalist. I was getting Tim Pool and Nick Fuentes, like, mixed up. Tim Pool had those two, had Kanye and Nick Fuentes on, and Kanye stormed off because he couldn't handle prodding from Tim Pool. The craziest part is Tim Pool was too, was too liberal for these people. <laughs> yes. What is Kanye doing? Uh, yeah. Is there any turning around from this? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, this is nuts. I think he's gone way too far. Like, Nick Fuentes literally said the Holocaust never happened. Oh, no, no, no. And then he said, but if it did, it would be a good thing. Nick Fuentes is a, like, he's legitimately like, a white nationalist. Like, yeah. he's, there's no, like, he's a fucking, oh, no, he's a you, fascist. If you think about what he says, yeah. no, 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 no. He no. is a self-proclaimed white nationalist. It's not like he said one thing that could be interpreted another way, but there's just enough hidden meaning there that you know what he's actually yeah, saying. yeah. No, not that. He's just straight up says, like, yeah, I'm a white nationalist. Like, he's a piece of shit. Yes. It's insane. Yeah, <laughs> Kanye. So, Man. yeah, if guess what? If if uh, if Kanye and Nick Fuentes decided to uh, build a ship and sail that ship out, but it took yeah. a thousand people to pilot that ship and people signed up to pilot that ship. I'm cool if those thousand people just if they were desperate had to, like, go down with the ship. I'm kind of fine with that. If they were desperate? If they were desperate enough to be like, you know what, fuck it. I don't necessarily agree with these guys' agenda, but I I know how to shovel coal. People got to eat, man. Nah. I mean, if you're talking about people that just have no options. I get it. I get what I you're mean, saying. I mean, that's how the military flourishes. They just, they keep, you know. I get what you're saying. But there's I can't, a lot I can't, of I can't blame a working class kid for joining the military because yeah, he needs health care. There's a lot of Nazis that were like, you know what? 
this was just I was desperate enough and I needed to join the Nazi party. Well, let's let's be frank here. There's a difference between somebody who signs up for the Army Reserves versus somebody who decides to go into space battle with Kanye and Nick Fuentes. <laughs> okay, there's a difference there. We got to make the distinction, okay? Like joining Kanye and Nick Fuentes Space Force yes. is different than signing up to be an army to get health care and some college assistance. No, 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 no. No, I get what you're saying. But I'm saying if you decide to be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm desperate enough to join this fascist Oh, cause. yeah, but yeah, I mean if you're talking about like the you know, like the the, the it's German collateral damage. Yeah. I'm I like I get it. Yeah. I'm, I, like German soldiers in World War II just standing by at these concentration camps and allowing sure it to not, happen. I'm sure like like that's fuck that that. No, you're a war criminal at that point. I'm sure 80 percent of those German soldiers like didn't necessarily abide by the Nazi doctrine. They were just, yeah, we're going to fight for Germany. But, it, but yeah, but if you're they standing were by and for a watching cause, it, that was fucking horrible. But yeah, so. I mean, like if you're just standing by, like if you don't agree with like the like there, you know, like if you're a guard at a Holocaust camp, like yeah. at, at Auschwitz and you're like, well, I don't agree with this, but I'm just doing my job. Uh, sorry, you're a war criminal. Yes, you you're deserve, a piece of shit. You deserve to die. You should be. Yeah. You should be overthrowing this whole thing. Yes. OK. Anyways, I'm just glad, saying. glad we finished on the same page. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree on yes. that. Um, but if you're, but no, if you're just we like, should all punch fascists. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. But saying. if you're just, if you're just like little Billy from fucking South St. Paul that needs to make some money from college or something, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sign, like, I just, I'm like... gonna sign up for the Navy and I'm gonna look at these these dots, <laughs> like, on a, like, come on, that's no, no, different. no, no, I, I. I see your point, yeah. but I'm saying like we're for more. We're spending way too much time on this now yes. at this point. Let's just move on. Um. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad to see that imperial ship go down. Yeah, with it, all of the innocents on. It board. just really is funny how like Cham like gets his way in the end though. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, this was good, and I was just like, that's you odd. know who I feel bad for all the droids on yeah. the imperial ship. There's no like. There's no like. Like, I don't know, like any growth that I feel from Cham in this, I'm like, it almost felt coerced. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of like, don't give him his way there. Like, ha have him have him like that not happen, you know, and so he didn't get his way at all. But it's I like would, they just kind of like seceded some to it. I would love to see a Cham and Saw like spinoff series. That'd be great. Those two together. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. They should do a Young Saw series called The Guerreras. And it'll be like a sitcom on NBC. <laughs> the Guerreras. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. You could have all those shares. You could have multiple shares. You could have share and then just multiply share with CGI. And she'll just she's just everybody in Onderon. Yeah. You know? And then they have Mando guys, too. Sure, some Liku. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that's where the shares are, though. Yeah. Onderon is the home of the share, the share character. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, we're going to have our last clip here. It's going to bring us to the end of the episode. We're back with the Phoenix crew, um, and we get some uh, final fallout, some talking with Cham. Let's take a listen. I'm getting reports from all over Ryloth. Our people are rallying against the Empire. Because Every hour, more right. join our ranks. Glad to hear it, sir. Daughter, may we speak? When you left, I was heartbroken. But now I understand. You're like your mother. She was once a dreamer, too. But I learned to be a leader by watching you. I am proud of you. 
Captain Sindula. And that's your episode. Look at that. Look at that. Building so, bridges. Yeah. Um, okay, what does IMDb give this one? IMDb is giving Homecoming a 7.4. That's an insult. That is an insult. I love this episode. Isn't it great? It is an incredible episode. Um. It might be my favorite episode so far. Really? It was strong, man. And I, I, I thought I love Hera as a character. And this was the best Hera episode so far. Just a week after, like, Hera's kind of acting weird with yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. with the whales. And, like, we were kind of like, ah, I don't know about that. Lynn says we were wrong, though, by the way. Okay. Lynn is the Hera expert. But anyways, um, this was my favorite Hera episode. This might be my favorite episode. I'm going to give it. I'm going to. I'll say an 8.5. 8.5. 8.5 out of 10. I thought the Cham Hera stuff was awesome, especially that one okay. conversation okay. just hit. Okay. If Hera did not go back to the French accent, then what would you have given this episode? 7.5. <laughs> I mean, it's still a great episode. Yes. But yeah, I mean, that French accent, that's a full point. It really pushes it over the edge. It was amazing. Yep. I was so happy. Uh, what do you got? Eight. And eight. Yeah. Right. yeah, I just I'm so happy to get more backstory from Hera. Like, I think both you and I are very invested in this character. Yeah, Hera's awesome. And the fact that we get a little bit more backstory, like, okay, imagine yourself now with with the context that you have, seeing that episode of Bad Batch. How yeah. much more like just amped you would be to like get into that episode? Yeah. I feel bad that it took you this long. It's fine. It's okay. I still had a great time with this episode. I got hyped for that. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. That was one of the coolest scenes we've had thus far. Alrighty, so an 8.5 and an 8. Always look on the light side of life. Agent Smulder and Scully, FBI. FBI, huh? Uh, excuse me. All right, they're on to us. Get them back to SeaWorld. <laughs> so wait, why were, why were we wrong with that episode? Old Bear. He likes the honey. Heart attack never stopped old Big Bear. I didn't even know we were calling him Big Bear. <laughs> old Bear. Uh, no, we had said that Harris seemed out of character in that episode. Oh. And Lynn was like, no, she's oh. in character. Okay. Um. So I don't know. No, I get it. Okay. She just quote tweeted us and said yeah, that. I was like, I get it now. I know, it felt off to me. But yep. I didn't have like an in-depth discussion. Um, but regardless, great episode. Uh, light side moment. The the conversation between Cham and Hera is one of the coolest scenes we've had. Some great dialogue there. Um, that's just the obvious choice for light side for me. How about you? Uh, I, went with, I went with that very, very subtle head like shake from Ezra. Oh, in the comedy? <laughs> yeah. When Kanan introduced him wrongly, it's really fucking funny. It was good. Just to watch him be like, no, no, no. It's a really strong episode on a lot of levels. Yeah. Very good stuff. All right. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All right. Dark side moment of the episode. 
Um, for me, it's just got to be the mass destruction. Those bombers were dropping like flies. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of lives lost on the Imperial end. And then also the, the crews are blowing up and Cham with the twinkle in his eyes. People just burn into the atmosphere. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that's my dark side. What's yours? Um. Okay, I'm going to go with the fact that we, we haven't heard much of it, but the fact that we know now that Hera's mother is dead. Okay. And the fact that they had <clears throat> mentioned, oh, no, mom's dead. Yeah. I want to get a timeline on it because in Lords of the Sith, the novel, Cham's banging somebody else, like another rebel. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm like, how long has she been gone? Like, he mentions Hera, so we know Hera's already left, so I'm guessing this, in the Bad Batch episode, she's probably like 10. Okay. 11, 12, I don't know. She's young. She's like Omega's age, like 12, 13 yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I'm assuming she probably left when she was probably 18-ish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really know the timeline on it. We don't... And, like, the like the death of the mother is... There's never really been anything written about it. It's only been said. So we don't know when it happened. Well, and based on that Bad Batch episode, like, they do seem to be very much in love. Like, yeah. Sham and Hera's mom. Oh, yeah. So I... No, I mean, she's definitely dead in the Lords of the Sith yes. novel. I'm just kind of wondering... But they don't elaborate on how she died. And I don't think there's anything that's been written about how she died. We just know that she died fighting for the resistance on Ryloth. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of property where they will showcase it. Yeah. They, they'll they'll give us some more on it. Um, okay. Alrighty. Hey, Rex. Thank you, sir. Oh, yeah. You gotta get it up. Achoo! Achoo! Help me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. Gina Carano calling in on the line. Gina, Gina, how you doing? Gina Carano, help me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. All right. Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Um, For me, I it changed me. I've got to go with Numa. I didn't even know Numa. it was Numa. I didn't know it was Numa. I love Numa. Numa was great in the Clone Wars. Lyra? Lyra. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That was great. <laughs> it's all coming back now. So I'm going Numa. Who do you got? Lyra means brother. <laughs> Lyra Urso. So, my Dark Horse hero. If you blink, you miss him. Oh, no. But when their undercover TIE bomber crashes into that docking bay. Okay. There's a split second. The camera goes back. There is one astromech. That is firing that fire extinguisher. <laughs> yeah! And he is trying to <laughs> just limit that blaze. <laughs> it's a futile effort. But fuck, he was blowing that thing. That reminds me. Do you remember the Clone Wars episode where those the, there was like a crash? Yes! And that's what it reminded me of. And like one astromech is just firing. And then another one comes in and starts firing water. But there's just no hope. I got no the timestamp. It's like at 9.55 or, or around 9.59. Yeah. Around that time. I love feudal astromechs. Look at him. Look at him in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's taking on the fucking galaxy. <laughs> yeah, that guy's got my boat. That's All right. That's a good call. I did not notice that. Good call out there. <laughs> He's the only one to 
Dude, an astromech trying to put out fire is the greatest. It's fucking great, man. I love the fact that he's surrounded by stormtroopers, and he's like, fuck, get out of my way. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my way. I got a job to do. I've got this. I've got this. All right. That's very, very good. The Chronecast presents... Power Rankings. Talk to me. You know what we forgot again? The second batch fishing. Oh, yeah! Give me a number. Give me a number between 1 and 176. 149. 149. Okay, 149. I don't know where we are. Alright, here we go. This is exciting. Amateur Tournament Series. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Amateur Tournament Series. That's great. I love the Amateur Tournament Series. Where's it being held this year? Do you know? No. Okay. Right. No, I do not. Alrighty. Power Rankings. So this is where Adam and myself, we pick our three favorite characters of the episode. First place gets three points. Second place gets two. Third place gets one. And then we're going to tally it up at the end. We're running behind. We're just going to... Hera's in first right now at 58. Ezra is in second at 54. Conchgal and Aqualush Bull tied third with 44. Okay, so Adam, who's your number one star of this episode? Power number one. It's got to be Numa. Numa? Numa. Oh, wow. Okay. She was so quick to betray her master. That was funny. Fuck you. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Hera. Yep. Hera's my uh, number one for the episode. Who's your number two? Number two is Hera. There you go. Commanding lead for Hera. Uh, My number two? I'm going to go with Gobi. Gobi! Also big on bailing. Yeah! Love it when the Gobi bails. Big on bail! Yeah, (laughs) big bail gobe. All right, Uh, so I'm giving two to Gobi. Who's your uh, number three star? Sham Sandula. Old Chamster. Um, Yeah! He didn't didn't make much growth, but he made some growth. Yeah, I think I can go with that. I'll roll with Cham Sandula. Cham Sandula! Okay, so Cham's got two points. Gobi's got two points. Numa's got three. And Hera separating herself a little from Ezra. She's nine points ahead of Ezra now, 63 to 54. Conchgal and Aqualush Bull. I would be remiss if I didn't give Conchgal two points because she did get inducted into the polyfuel. She did. Episode. And then also, Aqualush Bull is really cool, so let's give him two points. And he was mentioned earlier, Cold as Zach's tweet. Um, okay, so that is your power rankings. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My Fuck, this is a good song. It really is. the fashion icon of the episode. I'm going with perfectly cut Blastor. Um, <laughs> now, we mentioned briefly, like we kind of breezed through this action scene, but we mentioned briefly about how uh, Kanan and Ezra are really leading the charge going to the bridge. And they come to a Blastor that gets shut on, and Kanan does the most perfect circle cut I have ever seen. It's incredible. It is. There's a viral video of a guy that walks up to a like a whiteboard with a marker, and just in one move, yes, does like a circle. Yeah, that's like what Kanan yeah. did. This is a guy who's cut a lot of circles in his day. He's a pro. 
under pressure, cutting the best circle, and then he force pushes it into two stormtroopers. So I'm going perfect circle cut. Who do you got? So I already awarded her number one for power rankings, but I'm going with Numa. All right. <laughs> Numa for a couple of specific reasons. So on her outfit, she has a decal, I think, on her on her left chest of a Tuka. And it's the same doll she's carrying in the Clone Wars. Holy shit. It's like a little pink, like, bunny, like, Tuka. I can't believe... I, God, I wish I would have recognized her right away. Because now with all these Easter eggs. Yeah. And you don't really see it clearly in this. But on her left arm, she has some armor. And in Orabash, it says... Uh, uh, it, it says waxer or boil, one of the two. It says boil. It's spelled in order. Does she have any waxer stuff on there? I don't see any waxer stuff. Wow, waxer disrespect. Waxer gets the cold shoulder. Damn, that's too bad. But she does have an orabash. It says boil in like on her armor. Man, that's Which some cool is such eggs. a cool callback. That's great. Amateur yeah. tournament series. Amateur tournament series. Okay. Well, that's some good hood. That's and some... just the way the designer, yeah. it like it looks like a grown up version yeah. of Numa. Oh, man. That was a great episode. Fun times being had with Numa. Numa's always present in these bomb episodes. Nira? Nira. Amateur tournament series. Okay, so that's your good. Remember that payoff? When they're like, what does Nira mean? And Obi-Wan's like, it means brother. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that? That shit was the fucking best. (laughs) That whole arc ripped, man. That whole arc fucking rocked. God, that fucking I gotta rewatch that. Yeah. Oh, man. Remember the face she makes at, like, um, who was it she makes the face at? I think, was it Watt Tambor? Oh, I think so, yeah. She, like, Obi-Wan's carrying her, and she makes that, like, I'm going to fuck you up face. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Numa. All right. Well, that's fun. That's some good. (laughs) Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. You know what I want to listen to really quick, though? Uh, Let's do a different tagline music today. It's good. One of the greatest songs of all time. Greatest TV themes ever. Okay. um, So, tagline. This is where I used to predict old Clone Wars days. I predict the next episode based off of the tagline for the episode. We don't have taglines anymore. Therefore, I'm making predictions solely off of the episode title. What is our next episode, Adam? The next episode is entitled The Honorable Ones. The Honorable Ones. Oh. Um. <laughs> um. Fuck. <laughs> I think there's going to be a group of smugglers. Maybe some characters are, you know, from Star Wars past. Let me uh-huh. see. And they're going to be in a little smugglers group called the Honorable Ones. It's more of a tongue-in-cheek thing because they're not honorable. They're dogs, and they'll do you dirty if you turn your back on them. It's like a big guy named Tiny. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's a tongue-in-cheek name. Um, So I'm going with a group of smugglers called the Honorable Ones. Maybe Han Solo. Han Solo could appear in this. He could. Entirely possible. Theoretically. Oh, Chewbacca. Um, yeah, so that... Did we see Chewbacca in this? No, we didn't see Chewbacca. No, not in Rebels. We did see Wookiees. In Clone Wars, we did see Chewbacca. Oh, yeah, we saw Chewbacca. Yes, we did. Young yes. Dar! <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, The Honorable One, Season 2, Episode 17, I assume, right? Yep. Okay, so that will be our next episode. Okay.
Adam, where can listeners reach us? You can always send hey, us baby, an email, especially your Santa lists. We're at clonecastpod at gmail.com. Yeah, get those Santa lists in. Santa needs some uh, lists. You can also reach out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at clonecastpod. Thank you for all of your support and letting us know how much you listened to us over the last year. That's fucking crazy. Fun times. We appreciate any support that we can get from all of our clone Castanovas. We will see you next time for the honorable honorable ones. That's a tongue twister. Until then, may the Apim module be with you. Hear the tragedy of Crispin's day.